With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. VJ Husky in for the big man, Ephraim Salam. I'm just going to start it with this. What do I need to know about you, VJ Husky? Huh? What's one of the the bullet points that I need to be aware of over here? That I, I I love going by the big vanilla funny. I'm the big vanilla funny, the big vanilla Madden. I'm the, I'm the blue eye Barkley, the creamy Kobe, the vanilla Shaq. I try to take personalities from everybody I like, and I'll put it into my sports talk, man. And I love this uh, this industry. I love this game. I like it. So uh, a little bit of Sherbert, if you will, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I actually like Sherbert, but, you know, when you get a little older, you start to get bougie, so you start to call it Shore Bay. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to call it Shore Bay. Makes you sound it's like Target and Target. Makes yeah. you sound like you live. I, I live. I'm in Sherman Oaks. I'm in the Valley now, so I'm living around a more affluent area. So I, mean, I guess a little bouginess is setting in, man. Okay, I like that. I like. I, see, you can tell I'm, uh, you know, like steak and potatoes because I'm like Sherbert. Give me some sherbet over yeah. here. You got the fancy <laughs> twist on that. It's very nice. How about this, VJ? We've got Trey Young. We've got at least one superstar that's going to be playing tonight. Giannis is out with the hyperextended knee, but Trey Young's giving it a go, do or die for the Atlanta Hawks. And that's good to see, right? We've seen a rash of injuries in the postseason, so it's nice to see Trey Young in the starting lineup tonight for the Hawks. 
Absolutely, because I think he's a superstar in this league, needs superstars, especially in the NBA playoffs, especially in a game six, trying to force a game seven. It's almost like, Brian, I feel like he has to play. I know you don't want to put players in jeopardy of long-term injuries and affecting their careers, but it's do or die tonight. And if you can go, you know, you kind of got to go. Difference between being hurt and injured, right? If you're hurt, you can play. If you're injured, you can't. So I'm happy Absolutely. to see him back. Yeah, I- Completely happy to see him back. And you bring up something that's interesting, right? Where I think you get a shot in the arm with Trey Young just going initially, but then it turns into, well, how effective is he? And also how healthy is he? Because if we got a gimpy Trey Young out there and he gets half the minutes tonight, right? We don't know how effective he's going to be. That can be equally or more so deflating like whatever shot he's giving you initially like oh we got our guy going tonight and then if he's half of his normal studly self that could have the exact opposite effect on you so I'm really interested to see how this plays out for them well, no, you said it best. Is he going to be effective? And then just being out there does give them a shot in the arm. It gives the arena a shot in the arm. It gives the fans, all the ATL celebrities. You know Gucci Man is there. You know T.I. is there. You know Shaq's been doing his thing over on the network that they're over on talking about the crib and coming to the crib. So it gives everybody a shot in the arm. And maybe that can give the crowd that energy that gives the energy to Herder, that gives the energy to Lemon Pepper Lou Williams, and gives the, the bench players – um, Capella gives them some extra energy to pull through tonight. Because I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think it's going to be tough for them to get the dub tonight, even with a Gimpy Trey Young out there. Yeah. Are we looking at with Giannis, he's out with the knee injury. I hope this isn't the case, but do you get a sense that this might be similar to the Kawhi situation? Meaning this, Kawhi gets hurt in game four of the series against the the Jazz. And it's like, Ah, uh, he's not going to go for game five. And he's going to be out for game six. And then it's uh, it's going to miss the first couple of games in the Western Conference Finals against the Suns. And then he's out for game three. And uh, he's going to be out for game four also. And we never saw Kawhi again. I'm knocking on wood that we see Giannis before the playoffs are over and done with. But do you see that at all, maybe, being the outcome here with Giannis? Uh, as far as him not playing or playing? Not playing, where it's just one of these, hey, Giannis is out for game five, and then tonight, ah, he's out for game six, and let's say, ah, he's going to miss the first two games of the finals if they make it there. Is that what we're going to see from Giannis, potentially? I think so, because in the history of me watching sports and covering sports, and I've been doing it a long time, I've never seen an ACL injury be a three-game or four-game right. injury. I've seen ACL injuries. Look, they knew Kawhi was out. Anybody that knows sports and knows injuries, they know Kawhi was out. When Giannis' leg buckled and hyperextended the way it mm. did, every time I've ever seen that move, followed by a knee grab, followed by a fall down to the court and an yeah. outright scream, the way he screamed, it has always resulted in a torn ACL. I was so shocked that it wasn't a torn ACL. Matter of fact, I'm going to dub it, though. He's got the Will and Jada ACL. That thing holds on. Can't nothing tear it apart. Can't nothing break them two up. Nothing can tear that ACL, man. And uh, But I think it's it's sprained, and that's normally four to six weeks. So I, I think he's out. I don't think we see him again. I, I'm so interested by that, too, VJ, where what's the, I guess, the psychology? What's the reason behind this? Because I agree with you. The Clippers knew way more about Kawhi's injury than they let on. 
But they didn't say that. They didn't say, hey, yo, everybody, Kawhi jacked up his knee. He's out for the rest of the playoffs. It was this gradual kind of checkpoint type thing. If you've ever played like a racing video game and you have all those checkpoints, that's kind of what the Clippers were doing, right? They're like, <laughs> ah, he's out for game three, and he's out for game four, and he's out for game five. They didn't just say he's done, right? So I'm just curious if the Bucs, if they know more about Giannis's injury and they're just not saying as much. And what goes into that? Is it that, hey, they think it's going to be deflating for the team? Is it one of these where Kawhi didn't want his injury discussed publicly? We know how sensitive he can be mm-hmm. about that happening. I just don't know the reasons why the Clippers or the Bucks, certainly the Clippers, possibly the Bucks, aren't publicly letting it be known that the injury is more severe than they've said. You could blame a few things, man. First, you could blame social media because if they put it out there, that's going to blow it up and it's going to be a big cluster you-know-what there. And two, I think it does deflate the team. I think it does deflate the fan base if they know this guy's out for the rest of the playoff series and it could put some unwanted pressure on a guy like Middleton, who I don't think is a great number two. I don't like him as much as other people do. I'm a Pistons fan. We drafted him, so I saw him up close and personal. think he's good for a good game and a half or maybe two <laughs> games per playoff series. Just go follow the history, man, the, you know, his playoff history. So I, I think it, it, it doesn't have to put the extra pressure on, um, you know, those guys. If you if you think about the Kawhi situation, did PG, did he need any more pressure that he already had on him? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that, hey, buddy, listen, we're going to do this this year all the way to the end, not just through the Suns. If we're going to do this this year. It's on you now. Kawhi is out. So I think there's a lot of factors. I think you kind of hit on everything. There's a lot of factors why you just don't do it. And you have to be a little more tight to the vest nowadays because people just take things and run with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious how that exactly went down. And really, if the Clippers were like, eh, let's just not announce that Kawhi's done for the year because that's going to be deflating to the team. I don't know. I really don't know the exact reason why, but there's no way – that the Clippers are like, yeah, it's ACL-related. That's all we really know. (laughs) They know the extent of that injury. So I find it interesting that they didn't let it be known. Well, I just, like you said, Kawhi, whether he's sensitive to that or not, he doesn't have a great history with it. I'll say it that way. I don't know how sensitive he is to it, but I know he doesn't have a great history of his injuries and things being put out like that. He is a more quiet guy. He is a more uh, calculated superstar, way more than the ones that we kind of see that just throw everything out. So, um, yeah, I I think he had a lot to do with that also because players have a lot more power nowadays, right? Even the way you release their injuries report obviously yeah I'm Brian though he's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio let me ask you this while we're talking some hoops here how much juice do you think the NBA playoffs have right now we're getting ready for game six tonight right Hawks hosting the Bucks we have the Suns awaiting whoever emerges in the east I mean just on a scale from one to ten, ten being that I can't be even, I can't be any more fascinated than I am with the playoffs. Like, how much juice in your mind are we seeing here? I got about a seven, seven and a half. I think the injuries have had a lot to do with it. But I do think that people are waiting to see if Giannis comes back. Can he win a championship? He's a two-time MVP, so you have that storyline. Can Nate McMillan, former five-time all-defensive all, all defensive, uh, NBA player, come as an interim coach and lead this young Trey Young squad uh, to the finals? And then, of course, you have the Chris Paul factor. Year 16, through all the injuries, through all the, the 3-1 uh, give-ups with the Clippers, 
Clippers and with the Rockets against Golden State and against the uh, the Rockets when he was with the Clippers. And then the injuries that he kind of got lucky with in the Western Conference. No AD, no Jamal Murray, no Kawhi Leonard. So I, I think there's some storylines that still are peaking people's yeah. interest. But uh, I give it a I, I give it a six and a half, seven as far as juice is concerned. Okay, yeah, it's fair. It's uh, I, if we get Giannis, if it's Bucks Suns in the finals with Giannis, I'm interested. There are a couple of storylines. The obvious one: who wins their first title? Is mm-hmm. it Giannis or is it Chris Paul? And those being the headlining guys, right? We know Devin Booker and we know Middleton and all those guys too. But that's an interesting angle there. And I don't know what it is with the Hawks. I was just thinking about this, VJ, where the Hawks, I'm never excited about watching them going into the game, (laughs) but they over-deliver more times than not. Like My comparison would be if your girl is watching a show and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to watch this, and then you end up watching it and you're like, not bad, not bad. Like That's the Atlanta Hawks to me this year. And I have that show, man. uh, this is us. I used to talk so much trash about that. I walk past the living room. Ah, oh, God, you're watching this again, honey. You're watching, and you sit down, and you watch an episode, and it's like, huh? No wonder they win so many awards. That was good. I almost cried, man. Let me go get a tissue. Jeez, I didn't know that was gonna happen to the lady. So I think the Hawks. That was a really good analogy. The Hawks. They kind of are that team because we all like want to kind of see Trey Young, right? But we've kind of seen him before. There's Steph Curry, and so you kind of see it's nothing you haven't seen before. But you're right. Once that ball tips and Bidonovich gets going and Herter gets going and Collins gets going and before he got hurt, Solomon, Cam Reddish is back now. He was part of the Duke trio where I thought, honestly, and I said it on open outlets and platforms, I thought Cam Reddish was the best out of between him, Zion, and LJ. Yeah, and Barrett. I stuck hard on that because I I think he's going to end up being the better player of those three because of his skill set. So you're right. Once you put him on, they're they're interested. The other night, and I don't want to mean a blab, but the other night, they, they bought that game with an eight. And they're yeah. really getting they're really getting handled, but they bought that thing with an eight, and it caught it kept your attention until you saw you know there's no Trey Young, they don't have anybody get them over the hump. Yeah, just sometimes I don't get myself, you know. I think that's what it really boils down to. Where the Hawks play hard, they came back obviously against Philly down by 26 points. There are a lot of teams that'd be like, it's not happening tonight. Let's just regroup for the next game. And the Hawks, they're relentless. And they play a fun style of basketball. When you have a healthy Trey Young, he's a great watch. I don't know why I wouldn't be more excited to watch them. It doesn't make sense. So I don't even get myself at this point why I'm just like, <laughs> eh, all right, we got the Hawks tonight. And watch, they'll battle and they'll be entertaining. I, I don't understand myself sometimes. All right, we got a lot to get to. We have to get to who we think is the most interesting team in the NFL. Remember those old most interesting man in the world Dosa Keys commercials? Love right? them. Or, love them. Yeah, love them. Who's the most interesting team in the entire NFL? And also, man, the sports world is rallying in support of this athlete. Are you on board or not? We'll dive into that coming up. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No, he's VJ Husky in for the big man E from Salam tonight on Fox Sports Radio. You know, we talk music from time to time on this show, VJ. I'm just curious your genres of choice. How do you get down? My rap, I'm not a big hip hop fan, so I do love my rap. Um, like my metal, my R&B, jazz, uh, classical. I got my son into Mozart, so I got my son listening to Mozart, and I listen to Mozart and classical music when I studied. But I hear, I've done my research, I hear you're a big metal fan, so I'm oh, a huge yeah. Metallica guy. Get out of here. Oh, my really? God. Like, oh it's my funny because you rattled off a few genres, yeah. and you just, in passing, like metal. Yes. You know, I love blues, love jazz. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa. Yes. <laughs> Back yes. on up there. A metal guy? Yes. Really? Huh? Oh my God, man. I when I was a kid, I was one of the few black kids in my neighborhood that actually would listen to hard rock and metal with my white friends that I went to high school with. I went to a very diverse high school, but I lived in a black neighborhood. Yeah. So when I hung with my, my white friends, I would listen to that stuff and we would like play toys and cars and then as you get older you start to lift weights to it when you're training for sports yeah. and football and stuff and it was oh god I can't wait I think they're coming to the Rose Bowl either like think late next year it's already scheduled out I cannot wait to finally wow. see Metallica in person yes dude that's awesome yes. man you guys are hardcore you guys are still playing with your like toy cars yeah. and listening to metal yeah yeah goodness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were <laughs> yeah man by so. the way our technical producer Don Brown you want to talk about some someone who is like knee deep into the metal game. 
our guy Don Brown. You know, that's someone you might want to compare notes with, VJ. <laughs> Just saying, right? I love his shirt he's got on right now. I'm sitting here checking him out right now. I love the T-shirt he's rocking right now. Don Brown, what are you rocking today, huh? Um, gas, all I smoke. Is that appropriate? Is that Oh, yeah. It's Fox. You know. it's, oh, yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah, we, we're a little we're more lenient here. Button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. No problem. Let talent be talent here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how about this one, VJ? We've got this story with Shikari Richardson. Yes. So Shikari Richardson, she is an Olympic sprinter, and she's been disqualified. Mm-hmm. She tested positive for weed. And so this has been quite the story where there are, you name it, Patrick Mahomes, big names in the sports world that are like, let her run. This is garbage. What are we doing here? Where do you come out on this storyline? Uh, I'm definitely not on that line because I'm a dad and I got kids. And I tell my kids all the time, you got to follow the rules, period. Yeah. Does the rule, is the rule stupid? You're allowed to say that testing for weed in today's sports world, in today's culture where there's dispensaries on every corner and there are people making hundreds of millions of dollars in profit off of the sale of marijuana. It's it, You can say that and that's fine. But if your league tests for it, and if mm-hmm. you know the Olympics is going to test for it, you've got to be smarter. You've got to have a circle around you. This just cannot, it just can't happen. So for athletes to come out now and say, let her run, let her run. Okay, fine. So if, if an NFL player gets caught smoking a week before the Super Bowl, fine, let him play because it's stupid to test for week. No, you can't mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. That's just the rule. It sucks. I don't like the way she's kind of being treated and being dragged a little bit. That's got me a little upset the way they're doing her. But you made this decision, and I hate saying that because I want to support her. But I know you you didn't. It's the rules. Yeah. No, I I see it the same way. It's funny because I'm like. I got to be the bad guy, right? I got to be the unfun one. Exactly. Where it's like, blaze up. Let's go. Let's run 100 over here. And I'm the one that's like, look, there's a big difference between how things should be going forward. Mm-hmm. And you can make the argument, this is outdated. Why are we even testing for this? There's a big difference between the way things should be going forward and the way things are right now. You know what the rules are. You know what the testing procedures are. You know the consequences if you're busted. And you did this to yourself. I remember Lou Holtz, the old Notre Dame football coach. This is years and years ago, but there were some big-name players that were kicked off the team and didn't get to play in a big bowl game. Mm -hmm. And Lou Holtz was like, I didn't punish them. They punished themselves. Like, you did this to you. And so it turns into this storyline with the sprinter where it's like, oh, these... These geeks with their tests and their punishments and all. It's like, no, man, these rules were in place. She knew that. She violated them. And she's paying the price right now. I hate that that's the storyline, but that's the consequences when you screw up and don't follow the rules. That's the way it goes. And this is something that other coaches don't understand, that what happens with a lot of African-American athletes, when you come out of nowhere and you are going to break records or be a trendsetter or be in storyline, 
the magnifying glass is on you. You have to watch everything you do, everything you say. And once again, I, I said this on my show yesterday, where is her circle? If your reasoning is for the reasoning that she gave us, fine. But somebody's got to put their arm around her and say, no, 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 no. We can't do this. Let's go to the spa. Let's go to brunch. Let's mm. go to the beach. Let's call Nike. You've been a Nike athlete since 2019. I know somebody can pull some last minute first class tickets and get us to the Bahamas for a weekend so you can clear your mind. But we cannot mess up Tokyo. We just can't. So right. where's her support system? She looks so uncomfortable on that morning interview the other day, that bouncing back and forth. I study psychology. That bouncing back and forth, that not being able to stand still. Where, where was anybody at standing there with her? She was by herself. So this story is deep, man. It's I don't think this is over either. I, I have a theory that I thought the, I think the marijuana was found by accident. I think her time, as opposed to what mm. she was running at LSU, raised questions. When I saw the trials and my wife asked me, hey, did you see Shakari Richardson? She did her thing. My first reaction was, and I'm not saying she's not, just my first reaction was, I hope she's clean. That was my mm. first reaction. Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope she's clean because I follow track. I'm a huge track fan. And I saw 10-7-2, six fastest ever, and she was running 11 eight when she first got to LSU. There were 2,218 more runs faster than that. And you show up to the trials and you do a 10-7-2? Hmm, okay. Yeah. I'm going to support you, but. Well, and you mentioned this, VJ. The reason uh, that we've heard is because her biological mom died in June. Mm-hmm. And this is prior to the U.S. Olympic trials. And she said it was a coping mechanism. And she's owned it. She's like, I screwed up. I, my bad, you know. But that's the, the story associated with it. But you made a great point. I get it. Like, even though it's very hard and like you got to find a different coping mechanism yes. because you're you're jeopardizing the Olympics that you've worked so hard for. I hate that this is the situation, but this is the way it goes. I would compare it to this. If you get pulled over and you've got weed on you in a state where it's illegal you could sit there until you're blue in the face and say, it should be legal. Yep. And the cop is going to be like, cool, but it's not. Yep. And that's the same thing we've got here with the Olympics. It's the same exact situation. And also, too, if I can educate some people out there that like to throw out just random things about even Michael Phelps. Oh, it's okay for Michael. to No, it wasn't. He was suspended for three months. He was banned for, he couldn't swim in international meets or anything now here in America. They punished him. It just didn't happen to be during an Olympic year and going into the Olympics. Michael Phelps and probably other Olympic athletes blow mad trees. I get that. But they've all been smart enough not to blow trees right before the Olympic trials, right before the Olympics. Yeah. Period. And that's what they call it in the NFL. It's called the idiot test, yep, right? Exactly. There's this small little window yep. where they're going to test you, and yep. if you screw it up, it's widely known you flunked the idiot test. Yeah, the combine. Yeah. It's, and <laughs> Yes, the combine. They call it the idiot test at the combine. He knows he's going to get P-tested. He knows it. Let's just see if he's even smart enough to not yeah. smoke just for 30 days so he can go to the NFL, make a whole bunch of money, and supply for his family and probably break generational wealth curses in his whole, in his whole family. Let's see if he's smart enough to do it. You know, you mentioned generational wealth. We are blessed with generational wealth with sports knowledge because of our guy, a friend of America, Steve DeSager, here to educate us on everything that's going on. Good evening, gentlemen, and happy July 4th weekend. That is coming up tomorrow is the 4th of July. In fact, MLB All-Star rosters will be named tomorrow. You know, Mr. St. Louis Cardinal, Mm -hmm. their game coming up in a half an hour. St. Louis Cardinals with a win tonight. 
would be at the 500 mark. So there. It's brutal. They're like nine <laughs> games back. The Cardinals are a middling team, and the Brewers can't lose right now. Good Lord. In fact, Milwaukee has won 11 in a row now because they won 11-2 to two at Pittsburgh. The last place Pirates have lost six straight. So in the NL Central, it's almost the case like what the Mets have had for most of the year, where there's the first place team and then nobody else is over 500. It's almost that in the NL Central. The Reds are about 500. The Cubs are slumping. They lost their eighth straight. They're at about the 500 mark now. They lost 3-2 at Cincinnati. And then the Cardinals, who are going to be playing at Colorado in a half an hour, currently 41-42 and 42 St. Louis. So we're right about at the midpoint of the MLB season. <laughs> we do have games on Fox TV. And depending on your area of the country, well, parts of the country are seeing Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers up 3-0 at Washington in the bottom of the fourth. Houston's leading 3-0 at the Indians in the bottom of the fourth. For Cleveland, Jose Ramirez out again with a sore elbow. And end of four, the Red Sox have a 2-1 lead at Oakland. The Boston Red Sox have won eight games in a row. It was due to be on FS1 today, the Padres game at Philadelphia, and there was a rain delay of two hours at the start. So they moved it over to FS2 and got going, and then there was another rain delay in the fourth inning. They've resumed. It's top of the six, Padres at Phillies in a 2-2 game. That's on FS2. FS1 has South America's soccer championship, Copa America. Argentina's quarterfinal starts in a half an hour against Ecuador on FS1. Already Colombia has won on penalty kicks, eliminating Uruguay. At the Euro quarterfinals, England shut out Ukraine 4-0. Denmark beat Czech Republic 2-1. Kyle Busch took NASCAR's Xfinity race. As for Wimbledon, Coco Gauff of the U.S. won her third-round match. On the men's side, Roger Federer advanced. And then there's the NBA game tonight. Still a few minutes from tip in Atlanta, but it's game six. Hawks down three games to two, hosting Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Bucks out again with the knee injury, but Hawks star guard Trey Young has returned. He missed the last two games with a foot injury. They'll tip in a minute or two here. A game seven would be Monday night. Now, the NBA Finals won't start until Tuesday or later. There is no schedule or even provisional schedule at this point from the NBA. They're waiting for this East Finals series to finish, and then we'll find out. The East winner will be facing the Suns in the NBA Finals. Phoenix' only Finals appearance since 1976 was in 1993 when they had Charles Barkley, and now the Suns amazingly are in the NBA Finals this year. Will they face Milwaukee? Milwaukee hasn't been to a final since 1974 when they had Kareem. And the Hawks haven't reached the final since moving to Atlanta over 50 years ago. Back to you. That's a better way to do it, by the way, Steve, is to not have it set in stone when the finals start because there have been years. They'll promote it way in advance. June 6th, that's when the finals begin. And we've had like nine days off for a team before the finals (laughs) start. It's silly. That's right. And we could have still, for one of these teams, very short rest in between this round and the finals. But you're right. It's all fluid, as they say. Yeah. I like that, VJ. That's a better way to do it instead of, hey, (laughs) come rain or shine, it's going to be June 7th is when the finals begin. You don't want any downtime. You want to ride that momentum right into the finals. Yeah, not only that, the the most glaring one I can remember was the Lakers and the 76ers uh, finals that year when AI dropped 49 in game one. The Lakers had had 10 days off because they had swept through the entire Western Conference. 
while the uh, 76ers had a seven-game set in the Eastern Conference Finals and a seven-game set in the quarterfinals, in the semifinals. So they had been playing all the way through, and they came out and they were flat. They didn't have any momentum. Of course, Shaq and Kobe take over, you know, as the series mm-hmm. goes on in the rest of history. But that opening night, uh, you know, AI and Eric Snow and those guys and Mutombo and Aaron McKee, those guys showed up and came out here and and, and caught a game one and, t- and took one from them. So I, we've seen that before where the, the layoff is, uh, is, is a bad thing. You Lakers were up. 7 and 0 Yeah, and from that point on it was uh I was going to say the Lakers did the Dikembe after they dropped game 1. They were like, "No, no, no. That was the last game they dropped, man. <laughs> it was over." Absolutely. I'm Brian though. He's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. This caught my eye too. VJ. So we got Clay Thompson boating again. Yeah. Clay Thompson has been busy making videos while boating and he had this to say about watching the playoffs. And what it would be like if the dubs were at full strength. Check this out. You guys are watching the playoffs. It's hard for me to watch, to be honest, fellas. It's hard for you, me to watch because I know if we was there, it'd be a different story. But you got to channel that energy into your workouts. That's called life. Rehab's going very well. I had a great day today. Made some huge strides. I got some jumpers up and I was... It just feels good to get up and down the floor right now, man. Okay. So a couple of things there. First things first, it'd be a different story if we were in the playoffs. What do you think? Let's take it to next year. If the Warriors are healthy, where do you put them in the pecking order out west? First of all, he ain't lying. Mama call- <laughs> he ain't lying. He ain't telling no lies. Mama call him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. I am a huge Clay Thompson fan. Like I uh-huh. I oh yeah, I I like him and Steph. A whole lot. Like, they're not my team, but I pull for them to to win. I'm so glad he's back. I'm so glad he'll be back and his rehab's going well. So, shout out to uh, Clay Thompson, man. Um, Next year, it's going to be ugly. Everybody got their licks in. A lot of people had their jokes. A lot of memes online. You know, Steph Curry, this is supposed to be his off year, right? This is going to be the year he was going to be exposed. No Clay, he's going to be exposed. No Durant. All he did was finish second in MVP voting and basically carried that squad this year. Next year, depending upon what they do this offseason, there's some names out there there's some people I know they're looking at they're not standing pat you know that's why LeBron's trying to pull uh <laughs> he's trying to pull Steph out of there as fast as he can because everybody in the West knows time's running out they'll be back and when Steve Kerr's done such a great job getting these young guys acclimated to what they want from them and what they need to do and how they need to participate with this team and I think next year they're right back to 55 56 57 wins first or second seed in the west western conference finals yeah I think they'd be in the mix and look I love comparisons VJ but sometimes comparisons get people off track Mm -hmm. and I think the Warriors fall into that category where these aren't the 73 win Warriors anymore they're not the Splash Brothers with Kevin Durant. And I think that comparing to them what they are now to what they were, I think it's taken too far. Like, oh, Clay Thompson's coming off two major injuries. Draymond isn't the same guy. You're just comparing the Warriors to what they were at their peak. And even if they're not that, they're still in the mix. The Suns are in the finals, you know? And I don't want to make them out to be a dog team, but let's not act. Like, there is a 73-win team that had just added Kevin Durant in the league anymore to compete with. So, yeah, I think that Clay Thompson, I, I would compare him a bit to Kevin Durant because 
He's a knockdown shooter. Uh He never relied on just sheer athleticism. Yeah, his defense might take a step back, but he's still going to be a fine basketball player. I'd be shocked if Klay Thompson was just a shell of himself. I still think he's going to be a really good player going forward. And if he is, the Warriors are going to be in the mix out West. You know know what happens, B? What happens is we, in in sports today, social media has taken over. And you have so many voices out there, and I hate to say it like this, but it's just the truth, that really don't matter. And nobody really cares what they have to say. They just want to put something out. And you have... They have it now where if you don't like a team or you like a player, like LeBron's the king, right? LeBron's the best player. So anything that goes against that, you're going to try to say, oh, they're not going to be this. and they, We do this with every team. Draymond's fine. Did people just watch the season he just played? The man was running a point and having triple doubles. Didn't he have nights of 19 and 18 assists? Find me the other utility guy in the NBA doing that. You can't. He's the only one. So I, I think that that's a lot of noise. Uh, I, I yeah. think they'll be fine. And next year, I think they're in the mix. I think they're deep in the mix next year. Just like I said, depends on what they decide to do with those two picks. They got 7-12. and 12. Are they going to package that up for a superstar-type player, an A-minus, B-plus type guy to bring in and put with uh, the Splash Brothers and Draymond, which I think they're trying to do. By the way, I like what Draymond said on the shop recently. Mm-hmm. And he was like, sometimes people reveal how stupid they are. Yep. And they criticize Draymond for not scoring. He's like, why would I try to score when I have Steph Curry? I could either get him the ball, and if he has, if he's halfway open, that's better than most anybody in the NBA. So, yeah, Draymond is not going to look to score. I know sometimes he'll jack up a three, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have nightmares about that (laughs) shot. But that's not what he's there for. Oh, God. It's not great for man. You're right. When Draymond shoots a three, it's like when Boogie Cousins kind of first started shooting threes, right? You're like, okay, I understand big men got to stretch a little bit. But when they put them up, they're like, okay, buddy, let's 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 get back to the 18-footer, the jump hooker, the spin baseline dunk. I like that stuff. Let's let's go back there. But, yeah, it's, Draymond is such a smart, heady basketball player. People forget it. Michigan State, okay, under Tom Izzo, he won AP National Player of the Year. He's not a bum. He's not a scrub, but we know the college game, right? Longer you stay, oh, there must be something wrong with him. Oh, he's not ready for the NBA. No, maybe the kid likes college. Maybe the kid just wants to get better before he goes to make the money so he could get that max deal after his rookie deal because he worked on his game. So Draymond uh, was great. That was also a great episode of The Shop. Oh, that was tremendous yep. with Tom Brady yes. and company. That was really good. Kid Cuddy, he had a lot of interesting stuff to say as well. I really <laughs> yeah, liked that episode. Yeah, he did. I, I yeah. loved where he was like, when I'm on stage – I'm the illest. Yeah. When I'm off, I'm Scott. Yeah. I'm just my normal self. Yep. That was great. Exactly. <laughs> was Don't you feel fun. like that when you do this for a living though, right? When you're in the mic, doesn't Brian know feel like I'm I'm the illest dude? Like that's why I'm where I am. That's why I'm doing the radio I'm doing. But when you're home, you're hanging out with the fellas back in South Bend, back home, right? You're just Brian. Uh-huh. You know, I'm the same way on the radio, too. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just no. Oh, I'm the coldest. Places, you know? yeah, I'm the but coldest. you are. I appreciate you flavor flaving <laughs> me up here, though. Hype, hyping me up. I love that. It's good stuff. All right, coming up next, who is the most interesting team in the entire NFL? And why am I even asking this question? We'll get to that. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so the Dallas Cowboys, VJ, they're going to be featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. That is right, the third time the franchise will be featured on the series. Debuts August 10th, five episodes. And we get it. It's America's team. They're a big deal. 
They're talked about like crazy, insanely popular, or you hate them, but that's still great for ratings. So that's a big get for HBO. There were only five teams that could have been picked for this. And between the Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, and Arizona Cardinals, they got the A-list team right there. That's a big get for HBO. It's a huge gift for HBO, but Jerry Jones is what I like to call Suge Knight quoting. Jerry Jones want to be all in the videos. He, Jerry Jones want to be all in the dancing. Jerry Jones, this is this is typically this is completely a marketing move. I think that this was the wrong team to have for hard knocks. Ooh, okay. Yes, they listen. Dallas needs to be as quiet this this preseason and training camp as possible. Dak's coming off the injury, 40 mil. You gave Zeke his money, led the league in fumbles last year. Still trying to put this defense together. Got some offensive weapons. You got C.D. Lamb. You got Amari Cooper. You got Gallup. You got some real weapons. You got Pollard coming off the bench in the backfield. Dallas, if I were Dallas, I'd just stay quiet, get back to work because when Dak got hurt last year, after all the points and all the numbers, they were still 2-3. and three. They were still an under 500 football team. They weren't blowing anybody away, a world beater. So I didn't like this pick, man. There was another team that I thought should have been, would have been just a great get for uh, HBO Hard Knocks, and that was the Jaguars. I thought that would have been a much better team. It would have, uh, yeah. but they they were exempt because they have a first-year head coach. So oh, is that a rule? Teams. Yeah, yeah. I so didn't know that. Yeah, you can be exempt for three reasons. You either have a first-year head coach, and that took away, goodness, what, Seven teams yeah. that all yeah. have first year head coaches. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, if you've had a playoff appearance in the past two years, that took away half the league, right? Okay, took yeah. Away a lot. And then also, if you've been featured on Hard Knocks over the past 10 years, so there were four teams, the Dolphins, Bengals, Chargers, and Raiders were all featured in the past 10 years. So they were exempt, all those teams. So it was just down to five teams. Hmm. So I think that... I mean, between the Cowboys, they're clearly the 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 top notch team. I I don't know Cardinals, Panthers, Broncos, Giants. I'd say the Arizona Cardinals have a lot of interesting storylines. JJ yeah. Watt going there, yeah. right? Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury and DeAndre Hopkins yes. and all that. Yes, but the Cowboys—that's the best team they could have gotten. Uh, well, but let me ask you this. Go ahead. What were you going to say, real quick? Well, I was going to say that I, those rules you just put out there, man. Those rules, those, those rules are about as dumbest testing for marijuana before the Olympics. <laughs> Jesus, they need to change those bad boys right there, man. First year uh, head coach, who cares? Urban Meyer, let's throw you in the deep end and get some cameras on. We you. know Goodness. who he is, though. He's has cameras in his face since he was at Utah. He's not a new guy. Yeah. Number one draft pick, Trevor Lawrence, and all that beautiful golden. I'm bald headed, so I shaved my head off. I was losing my hair. I wasn't going to be one of those guys trying to hold on. So, so I'm jealous of hair when I see it. That guy swifts it around and runs his fingers behind his ear and behind through his hair and stuff. That oh my goodness gracious, that would been that would have been Sean Conn, the, the, the owner down there. Come on, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get the rules, but yeah, those, those are pretty stupid. Yeah. I would have been interested in seeing Jacksonville also. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they could make, dude, you and I could get nine other dudes and put a team together. And if Hard Knocks <laughs> documented us, it, it would be fantastic. Exactly. They'd find compelling storylines. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It just kills me to like, oh, this team, I'm not interested. You will be. You will because be. Because that's Hard Knocks, man. Yeah. They'll get you interested. <laughs> Who do you think? is the most interesting team in the entire NFL. However you want to look at it, where it's either you're most interested in watching their games. Mm -hmm. If it was a team on hard knocks, you'd be 
you know, the the most compelled by? I'll give you my answer. Okay. The Green Bay Packers. Ah. Thief. The Green Bay Packers, right? We love drama. Yep. We love Real Housewives or Jersey Shore. If it's got drama in it, we're in. And that's what the Packers have. Who has the drama the Packers have? Is Aaron Rodgers going to play? Does he hate management? Is he still ticked about the Jordan Love draft pick, even though he says he isn't, which we know is BS? Like, all that stuff. That is great, great drama. And, oh, by the way, they were in the NFC Championship game last year and have a chance to win it all if Aaron Rodgers is back. Well, not just last year. They had an NFC Championship game the two prior years. Like, they, they've been one of the best teams, and you just straight pirate right there, Brian. That was going to be one of my teams. <laughs> I had to. I was going to ask, can I give two? Like, can I give just two quick ones? But being that you you stole one, you you, uh-huh. you you hit me with the Jack Sparrow, excuse me, Captain Jack Sparrow, and took my Packers away. I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins because of the whole oh. tour. Yes, because of the whole tour aspect. This was a guy people forget that teams were trying to tank for just over a year and a half, two years ago. A guy replaced Jalen Hurt, even though I don't believe you should ever lose your spot to an Injury. The most famous one, of course, is Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. But that kind of worked out last time I checked for the New England Patriots and Tom Brady and not for Drew Bledsoe. But replaces Jalen Hurt. You need Jalen Hurt to come back and win the SEC championship game. He comes in and throws a late touchdown pass to Devontae Smith against Georgia to win a, a, a college football playoff national championship game. There were teams tanking for this guy. Had not been for the fatal, uh, the, 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 uh, the tackle. Uh, that dislocated his hip and mm-hmm. kind of set that all back a little bit. And now last year, under Chan Gailey, playbook sucks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, for for some reason, who people think is you know a world beater himself, career in the 500 quarterback, I'll never understand that one. Stop calling him Fitz Magic, people. He's not magic at all. He's pretty average. <laughs> and, and he's, pretty, he's pretty average. But put all the weapons, uh, Flores, uh, you know, you, you got him down there now t- turning this franchise around that has been through 22 quarterbacks since Dan Marino. Big storylines in South Beach this year. Yeah, hey man, I could see that. On full disclosure, I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. That's been my. Are you really? Team. So yeah. am I. Yep. How are you, are you serious? You're from South Bend. How? I don't know. I don't you? know how it happened. It's been, since I was a kid. I've always loved the Miami Dolphins. I don't think I understood geography as a kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, me too. It was Dan Marino. I did. I have a simple answer. I, it was Dan Marino. First NFL game I ever watched was Dan Marino, and I loved the way he threw the ball. And I've been a fan since then. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Common ground. Love it. Coming up next, on a game-to-game basis, nobody is drawing a bigger overreaction than this guy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. The Hawks not exactly killing it so far here. VJ down by ten points. Couple of minutes to go in the first quarter. Trey Young, it's early, but he looks gimpy. He's favoring that right foot. So not not a great start for the Hawks. Not who even are one loss away from being done in the playoffs here. Yeah, not even on the court right now, too. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks on an 8 nothing run with a 10-point lead. So, And I, I'm watching it here, too, man. You're right, Gimpy, no explosion. And he is normally – it's an elimination game. You don't come off the court, right? you got to play every minute if yeah. you can if you're the superstar. So they've already taken him off the court. Yeah, not a good sign. Not a good sign for them. Now, while we're talking about this game, just a, a simple question. Can we stop the madness when it comes to Chris Middleton, who's a good player? <laughs> But, man, on a game-to-game basis, if he has a bad game, it's like, he's not a star. He's not a star. He just doesn't have that. And then when he plays really well, it's like, he's the best player on the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'll give you a little bit of audio here. Here is Shaq on Inside the NBA over there on TNT. Here's what he had to say about Middleton recently. I could truly say that I was never the best player on my team. I had a killer like Chris Middleton played in fourth quarter. I was always fortunate to have a Penny, a Kobe, or a D-Wade. And that's okay because, you know, a lot of times people worry about useless titles. Oh, Giannis is the best player. Giannis, to me, is not the best player on the team. He's the most dominant player on the team. Chris Milton is, is the best all-around player on the team. You know, Giannis, similar to me, like if you can't hit free throws in the fourth quarter, you got to give it to somebody like a Chris Milton. Okay. 
Uh, you think about that over there? Uh, uh, well, Shaq is Shaq, and Shaq's going to say things that are going to go against the grain or things. And he may really believe this, but Chris Middleton is not the best player on that basketball team. I, I think Holiday is the second best player all-around player on that absolutely on that basketball yeah. team. That's why they moved Blesso out of there because Blesso couldn't get it done, and Holiday was tearing it up and been tearing it up everywhere he's been. He's the best, second-best guy on that team. But Middleton, listen, I'm a Pistons fan, long life, my entire life, all the way back to the 80s Pistons fan. We drafted him, okay? i seen him up close and personal. He is good in a big-time series for a game and a half or maybe two games where you go, oh, he's their best player. Other than that, you look at him and you go, how, how are they making this guy the number two? They got to get somebody else in there to help mm-hmm. Giannis because Middleton's not that guy. He's almost like an – and bear with me on this one. He's kind of like a souped-up version, like a better version of Ryan Fitzpatrick. You mentioned him, <laughs> right? The, the quarterback of the Washington football team right now because there are games where Ryan Fitzpatrick is unbelievable, mm-hmm. and then there are games where he's not. That's Chris Middleton. Even though Middleton, his floor is a lot higher than Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's a similar concept, right, where he's not consistently a stud. He just gives you glimpses of stud performances without being that guy over the long haul. And I just think it's one overreaction over another when it comes to Middleton. Like, which is it? Is he not even a star, which is said, you know, uh, a lot of the time? Or is it because he's playing well in Giannis's absence against the Hawks? Now, all of a sudden, he's their best player? That's insane. You made a better argument where it's closer between is it Holiday or Middleton is the two instead of who's the one. It's Giannis. Is Middleton a, a two-time MVP? Did I miss that somewhere thank, along the road? Thank you. Come on, man. Yeah, that's exactly where I was about to go. You're telling me. So let's look at the MVPs in the last 15 years, okay? You're telling me there was a player on a team that was better than the guy that won NBA MVP. Not in the history of this <laughs> game have we ever seen that. So I guess Scottie Pippen thinks that he was better than Jordan, one of those five MVPs, right? He's probably going to say that in the next week or so. He's saying, he's saying so much now. Listen, I called this a week ago. I go, listen, Jordan ain't far. He didn't came after former players. He's now coming after Phil. He went after the management uh, mm-hmm. through the years while he's there. Jordan's not far. He's not leaving Jordan <laughs> alone. He's just saving Jordan for the end because he got to build everything up. Then he's going after Jordan. But, you know, the, the Middleton, listen, he's not the second best player on that team. Middleton, to me, is a guy who's like a 2B. He's not even a 1B or 2. He's a 2B. If you found a player that was better than Middleton, like, for instance, if they can somehow get a Ben Simmons, and I know Ben Simmons got shooting issues, fine. Mm-hmm. But you think they would not for not for Chris Middleton, but do you think Milwaukee would go, no, we don't need Ben Simmons because we have Chris Middleton? No. Right. They would bring that in. You know, if Kawhi Leonard wants to opt out and say, you know what, I like quietness. You guys love these big cities. I was in Toronto and did it. I was in San Antonio and did it. You know what, I'm going to go to Milwaukee. It's nice and quiet up there. I kind of like that. Do you think they're going to go, well, no, we're cool because we have Chris Middleton, so we don't need to claw? No. No, no, they're not going to do that. And I also think, too, With Shaq, he brought up an interesting point where I would agree on this. I think Chris Middleton is a better closer than Giannis is, but that doesn't swing it 
in Middleton's favor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look at Robert Ory. Robert Ory was a great closer. He hit a ton of big shots. But if you look at some of those title teams, I was just randomly today, I went into a YouTube rabbit hole. I was watching some of the biggest shots Robert Ory ever made. And one of them was, I'm sorry to bring this up, it was against the Pistons, VJ. Oh, God, Rasheed hurt our budding yeah. friendship over here, you know? But oh, it's going to. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually dead, right, with you bringing this up. But, like, when Robert Ory hit that big shot on the road against Detroit, he was a great closer. But he wasn't better than Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at... Uh, Ori on other teams. He hit that huge shot against the Kings. Yeah. He wasn't a better player than Kobe or Shaq yeah. or even the Houston days. He hit huge shots for Houston. He wasn't better than Akeem. So this idea of, oh, Middleton's a better closer. He's hitting shots. You can trust him at the free throw line. That's true. That doesn't swing it in the favor of now all of a sudden Middleton's better than Giannis all around. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy to even think that Giannis is getting this type of disrespect when Giannis is really two-time MVP. He's the reason why the Bucks are where they are right now. And as I'm watching the game on the, on the monitor here and I'm watching him coach up his guys on the side and talk to his guys, and I'm just like, man, I hope he – I think he's done – but God, I hope he comes back because I don't want to watch too. the Bucks in the finals without Giannis. <laughs> I know, like I, I know. like I gotta watch Bob. Like, what what we gotta do? Watch Bobby Portis? Are you serious? Yeah, you know what's interesting too. What are the Suns thinking right now? <sighs> you know, they're probably not to be honest. Yeah. but uh, they just hey, whoever is in front of them, they're gonna try to beat them, whether Giannis is part of it or not. But just think of it from a competitive standpoint. I mean, people were talking about the Lakers' path to a championship last year. Right. Imagine if the Suns don't see Anthony Davis for the full series. Mm -hmm. They don't see Jamal Murray at all. Mm -hmm. They don't see Kawhi Leonard at all. They might not see Giannis at all en route to a title. Man, you talk about one of the more favorable paths ever. I'll never give it love. I'm that guy. You will. Uh, yeah. You'll just, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, I'll never give it. Love. I know it. You'll I'll, sit I'll there always, with nope. the uh, arms folded, scowl yep. on the face, like, no, nope, yep. not doing it. No, nope, not doing it. Chris Paul got a championship. Is that what you call that? <laughs> right. Like last year, I call last year. I call last year that, and I've dubbed this. This is my saying. So everybody, don't try to steal it. I'm gonna come after you. Last year was the AAU Mickey Mouse Bubblegum Tournament plaque. Mm. It's not a championship when you get four months off. Everybody doesn't even go to the tournament, and all the players don't even go. And the teams that have players opt out. How can you even really call? And that's not against the Lakers or LeBron or anything. You got a four-month break. By the way, are you seeing just a frightening scowl on the face of Don Brown right now, VJ? Are you seeing that? Oh, well, you know what? I kind of am now that I looked up. He's kind of <laughs> got this eye roll look at me right now. Like, And I don't know. I, I just met him today, so I'm not sure where. What, what is he, a Laker? What a, yeah, what a ain't touch. nobody trying to even hear all that. Oh, okay, well, that's cool. That's fine. You ain't, I mean, listen, it is what it is, Pippin. You know, it is what it is, uh-huh. man. I, mean, I like it. You know. Oh, that's good. Man. By the way, um, what do you think? Last little layer here. Hmm? What do you think of Shaq saying, Penny better than me? Kobe better than me. D-Wade better than me. What do you think about that statement? He was only right about one. 
It's Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, it's Kobe. He was only right about one. D-Way, you know what? I'm sorry. He Because, you know, Shaq did the smart thing. Shaq, Shaq knows that, you know, people thought he was written off. He got traded. You remember when he stepped out of that tour bus with the Super Soaker and had the all-white outfit on? And people were like, damn. Shaq had got back into the gym. Shaq had lost some weight. Uh, they go to the they go to the conference finals back to back year against the Pistons. Lose to him the first year, but come back and beat him the second time and get to the finals. And then after being down two uh, zero, come back and will off uh, run off four straight and beat the Mavs and win that championship. And then the following year, they got swept in the first round by the Bulls. It's like once Shaq got that ring, it was like okay, cool, boom. Dwayne Wade carried them to that championship, so I guess he was Absolutely. better. But yeah. Shaq was the older Shaq. I think Kobe was better, but I I don't know. I don't, Penny wasn't better than Shaq. That Orlando uh, yeah, that, Shaq, yeah, man. No way. Yeah, that. Yeah, kids, that's crazy. kids, YouTube more than just you know fight videos. YouTube Shaq at Orlando. Trust me, you thought Shaq it. You thought Laker Shaq was was good. Orlando Shaq was just something out of a comic book, man. Right, and also listen. You can tell me that. Kobe was a better player or had a better career. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to that. But when it came to those three titles, there's a reason Shaq was the finals MVP three years in a row. And Kobe didn't win one. That's like, not fair. Shaq, Shaq was the better player on those teams. That's not fair. It's true, though. No, it's, Well, it's true. The finals MVP comment is true because fact is fact. But he also was being guarded by Matt Geiger. Uh, the, Savvy the, Defender. The, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Savvy <laughs> Defender. <laughs> yeah, okay. Dikembe, a, a shell of himself. Dikembe Mutombo, even though he did win Defensive Player of the Year that year. He won Defensive Player of the Year when they played him in the finals. And then whoever the Nets was, a Collins for the Nets that was trying to guard Shaq. Go back and check them Western Conference Finals, though, against the tougher opponents and what Kobe was doing through the playoffs, and then when they got to the finals, yeah, now we'll hand it to Shaq because it's just, uh, it's just a mismatch. You can't ignore that mismatch. So I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm being a little Kobe fan right now. I don't like that. Well, he doesn't have a Finals MVP when he played with Shaq. Like, all right, we know. He, yeah, he doesn't. It's the we it's know. facts are facts over yeah. there. It's one of those where. You know, this wasn't like Andre Iguodala winning finals. I was about MVP. to bring that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Shaq was a yeah. dominant yeah. force back then. Yeah. No one could touch Shaq. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I still th- I, you could make th- that's the one thing. The one, uh, if it's career versus career, if you say, hey, I, I, I give it to Kobe. Okay, but if it's the the finals runs, it was Shaq. If you want to talk about who was more. Who had more to do with it? Dwayne Wade was unbelievable in their title run. Was that 06? Flash was insane. Yes. So, yeah, he yeah. clearly was the guy. Put himself hey, on the map. Yep. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. All right, coming up next. Um, do you buy this argument that a former player is throwing out there? I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Brian No and VJ Husky with you here on Fox Sports Radio. The big man Ephraim Salam out this evening, but it's good to hang with you, my fellow Dolphins fan. Yes, VJ Husky. What are our fins going to do this year? Huh? What are you feeling? Twelve and five. 12 and 5, 12 wins. Yeah. Tua takes a major step forward. Actually, no. Defense is good enough. I got a quick breakdown for you. Defense okay. is good enough for 8 to 9 wins. Okay? Special teams is good enough for 2. So there's 10 right there. If Tua can't get us 2 wins with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle and mm. Keem Grant and everything I'm hearing from all my people and all my sources I have down there and people that are with the program, with the franchise, they're talking about what Albert Wilson looks like after a year off and completely 100% healthy. People forget what he was in uh, Kansas City and how fast that guy is. This and Gaskin at the running back position. Loved him at Washington. Just had to put a line in front of him, man. Last year, 10 games with COVID, still ran for 900-something yards. It's it's two, The weapons will get us another two. There's your 12 ones right there. How about this, VJ? I ran across this story a couple of days ago. ESPN, on their website, they put together a ranking list of the uh, – the 32 rosters in the NFL. They're just ranking every single roster in the league. Mm-hmm. Where would you guess the Dolphins landed on this list? I already saw it. Wasn't it 21? 22? 22, 22 yeah. yeah. If you didn't know, if you're just guessing, where do you think it would land? Um, At least in the top 15. Yeah, right? Yeah. 22 is way too low. I, it's the two of hate, man. <laughs> it is. Trust me. I, it's the two look, of hate. I think I'll give you my Cliff's Notes version on Tua real fast. Okay. 
I think it's way too early for people to totally jump off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to be that guy in the NFL. I don't know it. Mm-hmm. But it's far too early to be like, oh, he's clearly not the guy. He was a rookie. A rookie quarterback. And not as bad as people make him out to be last year. That is not dolphin rose-colored glasses analysis right there. He had, what, 11 touchdowns, five picks? He was not atrocious. He was a rookie. And sometimes rookies look like that, and that's what he did. He that's what he looked like last year. Not only that, too. Last year, it was a private narrative. Everybody had to have their own narrative. They were mad. Fitzpatrick got benched. And what people don't want to know, the truth is, is that when he got benched, we were 3-3. Three and three. He tried to throw the Jets game away. We should have wiped them off the field in South Beach, and we did it. They, he kept them in that game, throwing the ball to the green jerseys. He had 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. So don't talk to me about <laughs> what he was doing so well at 3-3. Three and three. We, we could have easily been 2-4 and four at that point. But with two Tua, and, and I, my quick cliff notes is I've never believed in Tua. I didn't believe in him in Alabama. I was on the odd couple filling in for Rob Parker on this great network and told Chris Broussard sitting right next to him. I, I think Jalen Hurt is going to be a better NFL quarterback than Tua is, but he's our quarterback. He plays for my team, so I have no choice but to root for the guy and pull for him and hope that he does pull through. I wanted Justin Herbert because I was up in Oregon and I saw Justin Herbert with my own eyes. I, I saw it. everything about him. Yeah. And that's who I wanted the Dolphins to get. But we don't have Justin Herbert. We have Tua Tagovailoa. He is our quarterback. Put the weapons around him. Get him the playbook he needs to. Defense wins some games for us. Keep people on the – our defense is going to hold people on 20 points a game. All Tua's got to do is go on and score 20, 24 points a game and we'll be – you know, we'll, we're in the playoffs. We're going to win the division. I'll give you two quickies here while we're talking ball. Sure. Um, Justin Herbert, I was doing radio in the uh, Portland area for the last three years. Okay. I've watched every game yeah. that Justin Herbert played. I was not impressed in college at all. I was not impressed. He didn't throw with anticipation. He wasn't incredibly accurate. Wow. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was pleading with the football gods, please draft to a not Herbert <laughs> and really? then last year played out the way it did I'm like where did this Justin Herbert come from he was not uh, that guy in college what? at all no way well line went through some injuries okay and you got to remember too with skill positions went through some injuries they didn't have the guys that they had back in the day where they were going to national championship games on the Chip Kelly and you can just pitch it to any running back and throw it to any receiver and run spread offense but put on the Rose Bowl tape against Wisconsin oh he West- played great that Wisconsin yeah. is wiping Oregon up and down the field quite expeditiously. He just says, get on my shoulders, and I'm going to take you to a win. And that you can't measure. There's no tape. There's no meter. There's no thermometer. There's no way to measure what he has. And then what they got going on with the Chargers, it looks like he is a bona fide future uh, pro bowler. And, oh, he, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's yeah. legit. He looked He's legit. really good yeah. last year, really good. And the other quickie I have for you is it's funny how expectations sometimes screw up an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a perfect example. We don't have high expectations for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So when he exceeds those, like last year in instances, like the game against the Raiders where he's throwing a no-look pass <laughs> down the sideline while getting face masked, yeah. we're like, this guy's unbelievable. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. He threw 13 touchdowns, eight picks. Yeah. Compare that to Derek Carr last year, who more times than not, people just talking trash, which is ridiculous to me, but 27 touchdowns, nine picks. 
Like, how ridiculous is that? Derek Carr threw 14 more touchdowns and just one more interception than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick has the better reputation. It's insane. It's a lot of it has to do with uh, the networks and certain analysts have done a great job at pumping up the Hartford thing, the Harvard thing, excuse me, mm-hmm. that he, you know, Ivy League quarterback making in the NFL. And he's been on so many different teams and he's kind of draw playing the dirt guy, you know, just kind of snap it. And you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And I'll kind of run around a little bit. Um, you know, it, it, it works if you want to be eight and eight and seven and nine and six and ten. If that's what you want to be, Ryan Fitzpatrick is your guy. It's saying your proof is in the pudding and I don't need no pudding. I don't like pudding. So I'm but that's what the proof <laughs> but that's what the proof is. <laughs> the proof is in there. And and to into it yeah to a bomb the Bronco game. He should have been benched. He bombed yeah. the the Raider game. He should have been benched. Like I I never defended oh why did it no you gotta bench him. Look how look how great Flores played that last year. Look how great he played that to where you know what I gotta go to the kid but just stay ready. Mm-hmm. I gotta go to the kid but just stay ready. And next year we're gonna move Flores. on. Yeah, I yeah. love him. I love him. I, he's done a great job yep. so far. By the way, anti-pudding, huh? Yes, I do not. I do not eat pudding, and I do not like cottage cheese. <laughs> I'm with you on cottage cheese, but no pudding. No, what is it man. About pudding? What are we three? <laughs> <laughs> what are we at daycare? No, I don't want. No, I'm a grown man. You give me some chobani or some applesauce or something, man. I don't. I, oh you, yeah, yeah. That adult. Yes. T- tasty treat. Yes. Applesauce. Oh, my God. Strawberry yeah. flavor with the cinnamon in it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I. That's my go-to, actually, VJ. <laughs> when I try to impress my date of like, I want her to know I'm a man. That's I'm right. a grown-up. Give me yeah. the applesauce, Fiber, please. Fiber, baby. Fiber, baby. Yeah. On the double. Some sauce. I, I just you. call it sauce. They know what I'm talking about. Listen, I better not see a grown man <laughs> come in the living room from the kitchen to sit on the sofa and peel back. <laughs> A snacky pack of pudding <laughs> while we're watching the game. I'm going home. Oh, man. That is that is very funny. That is good right there. Now, uh, let's throw it over to a friend of America, Mr. Steve DeSager, to spin us around the sporting landscape. And I'm just curious, Steve, where do you stand on applesauce and pudding? We need Love to know the this. cinnamon applesauce. Thank it's you. Sensational. Although I will say a week ago uh, when my wife made chocolate pudding, it was all for me. Not in the little cups. <laughs> Literally, just take a spoon, all of it, me, only me. That was By the way, baller status with your wife making you the pudding, Steve DeSager. She was happy to do so. That's awesome. By the way, can I? By her, too. Yes, absolutely. Can I tell you this NBA game has Milwaukee with a chance to clinch a spot in the NBA Finals, of course. Giannis Antetokounmpo is out again with the knee injury. Milwaukee from three point range is four for 16. Chris Middleton has four turnovers. Drew Holiday has four turnovers. And Milwaukee is leading at Atlanta, 40-37. to 37. And Trey Young's back. The Hawks guard is playing. He'd missed the last two games with the foot injury. Young is 2 of 7 shooting, 0 of 3 from three-point range. He has two assists, three turnovers in the first half. And right now, with under four minutes to go in the second quarter, it's 40-37. to 37. Milwaukee in the lead. The NHL Stanley Cup Game 4 is Monday night at Wimbledon Coco Golf of the U.S. won her third-round match, as did number 1 Ashley Barty of Australia. Golf also won in doubles. At the Euro quarterfinals in soccer, England shut out Ukraine 4 nothing. Next up, Denmark, which beat Czech Republic 2-1. And the semifinals are in London Wednesday. 
Wednesday, England against Denmark. Tuesday, Italy against Spain. Italy's won 13 games in a row. On FS1, South America's championship tournament, Copa America. And right now, in a quarterfinal, Argentina is scoreless with Ecuador after 30 minutes. Colombia already won on penalty kicks. NASCAR's Xfinity race on the road course in Wisconsin went to Kyle Busch. To Major League Baseball, the Dodgers and Nationals in D.C. are in a rain delay. 3-3, top of the fifth. They're due to resume shortly. Bottom of the seventh, Houston up 3-1 at Cleveland. And bottom of the seventh, the Red Sox now lead 4-2 at Oakland. The Boston Red Sox are first in the AL East. Five games up on Tampa Bay, which just lost its fifth in a row today. 6-3 at Toronto. And the Yankees lost at home. 8-3 to the Mets. It was 8-0 in the fifth inning. Mets and Yankees will play a doubleheader tomorrow, July the 4th, after last night's rainout. Mets, by the way, first in the NL East. Three games over Washington. The bad news for the Nationals, the injury last night to slugger Kyle Schwarber. He's on the injured list, and today the team called it a significant hamstring strain. This is a guy who hit 16 homers in the month of June. Washington hosting a Dodger team this weekend that has won seven in a row. Meanwhile, the Cubs have lost eight in a row. They lost 3-2 at Cincinnati. And Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee in the last 40 games has a record of 30 and 10. Milwaukee won at Pittsburgh 11 to 2. The Brewers are suddenly eight games up on the Cubs in the NL Central. The Brewers have won 11 straight. Detroit and Miami got wins. Kansas City sent Minnesota to a fifth straight loss, 6 to 3. And they've resumed, and they have had two rain delays in Philadelphia. So they're only bottom of the eighth at this point. It's Phillies 4-2 over the Padres. Those Cardinals are scoreless in the first at Colorado, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And I mentioned NHL earlier. Tampa Bay has a chance to sweep the final. Monday night, they're in Montreal again. The Canadian government did not grant additional exemptions for family members to also cross the border and say no to the quarantine of 14 days there. So families of players and staff of the Lightning will not be able to be on the ice and celebrate with them should they clinch on Monday night. The union and the league had asked the Canadian government to allow this, but that was a no, and they're skeptical even if there's a game six and they go back to Montreal. They'll ask again, but they're, according to ESPN sources, not optimistic to hear resolution by then. Keep in mind the context, the first two rounds of the playoffs in this postseason, even American teams couldn't cross the border and play Canadian teams. And remember, in this finals series, first couple of games the Canadians played without their head coach because he... Had COVID. Yeah. Back to you. That's rough. I think I saw a stat where we haven't had a sweep in the Stanley Cup final since 98. Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for sure we haven't had a, a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup since 93. Montreal. And they're one loss away from getting swept. Well, we got a chance at a back-to-back champ because the lightning in the bubble. And yeah. maybe the lightning in kind of a semi-bubble because in order for the American team to go to Canada, they're not allowed to go around town. They can go from the hotel to the arena and back, and that's pretty much it. Crazy. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky in for the big man Ephraim Salam tonight on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, quick question for you, VJ. Sure. They just showed the Deer District, right? Yeah. So this game is in Atlanta tonight, and so all these Bucks fans, they're – out there, outdoors, by the Bucks Arena, and they're watching the game on a big screen TV, and you can get out there, be around people, hang out. Would you do that? Even if, like, forget about the pandemic and all the health stuff. Like, just in general, would you drive out to an arena where your team is not playing 
and watch the game while standing the whole time on a big screen? No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. Absolutely not. There, first of all, most stadiums in this nation are hard to get to. Traffic. It's hot. It's the summertime. I, I'm a thick brother, man. I get hot. I get sweaty. I'm in crowds. I got to have a wet towel over my shoulder. I'm the guy that's got to have, you know, the, towel, the, the sweat towel over his shoulder. It's just much easier to sit at home, drink what you want, eat what you want in the air condition and watch the game. No, I'm not driving to an empty arena to hang out. People go to remember who started letting people in the arena when the team was on the road and they would pack the arena out and watch the game on the Jumbotron. I don't know who started that, yeah. but a lot of teams do it yeah, these days. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, thank you know what's you. funny? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, why would why would anyone do that? And yeah. and then I stopped and I'm like, oh shoot, I've done that though. Have you? For what? <laughs> yeah, what what team? To... Notre Dame? No, you know what's hilarious? I was living in Nashville at the time. Okay. I'm not even a hockey guy. I don't know why I should like hockey more than I do. I just I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it was like the Nashville Predators, I I think they were in the Stanley Cup final at the time. But I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll go downtown and watch the game on the big screen. I, I don't even care about the team. I don't care about the sport. Yeah. And I still did it. So, uh, yeah, it's another instance of I don't even understand myself here. That's different, though. I would do it if I say I come visit you and you're like, hey, V, uh, you know, they're showing the game downtown, blah, blah. That's a chance to mingle, talk yeah. to some people, you know, get out if you're single, you know, mingle, mingle with the with the with the with the opposite sex and, and see some nice people walking around and go have some food and wings. That's different. If it's not my team and I don't care who wins the game. Yes, yeah. I'll do that all day. That's like going to a festival. Yeah, I'll do that all day. But to go watch my squad? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. No. No. Not feeling that. Nope. Okay. How about this? Brian Noah and VJ Husky with you on Fox Sports Radio. Reggie Bush. Mm. He wants his Heisman back. Yep. And he's saying, basically, in light of the NIL approval, right? NCAA says uh, athletes can make money off of their name, image, and likeness, and still remain eligible. So Reggie is like, hey, so uh, can we revisit my situation over here, right? Like, I won the Heisman Trophy. He did accept improper benefits. And so because of that, his Heisman has been vacated. His his stats have been wiped away, which is wild. So he's like, can you restore my stats? Who? And can I get my Heisman over here? Mm-hmm. He tweeted, I never cheated this game. That's what they want you to believe about me. So what do you think about where Reggie's coming from on this one? Other than Charles Woodson and Charlie Ward, Reggie Bush is my third favorite college football player of all time. I still Uh do not like Pete Carroll to this day because he left them standing there holding everything and and bounced, you know, out the back door. They need to give this man. Listen, that year he won the Heisman, the Doker, the Walter Cam. He won eight awards and honors. Why would you just take the Heisman? That's were, a good point. They were out to try to set a try to like set him use Reggie as an example, and I don't like that because we saw the thirty for thirty. They weren't he wasn't the only one. Okay, he yeah. wasn't the only one taking stuff. He wasn't the only one. All these celebrities and all this stuff going on. You think Reggie is the only guy that was getting improper benefits? No, he's the guy that got caught. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that I hate. Now I have to be you know transparent across the board and I have to stay consistent. If a rule's a rule, like we were talking about with Shakari Richardson, then mm-hmm. the rule's the rule, Reggie. I and I and I and I get that part of it because we could go back now and say, oh well, marijuana is legal, so now you got to kind of yeah. wipe away all the arrest records 
of all the people that you locked up and put away for decades because of marijuana. You're selling it, making a profit off of it now. So they should be, you know, you should give them some money, some kickback for the time they lost from their family. You just get into a real sticky and slippery slope at the same time. So yeah. you're sliding, you're going to get sticky, and then you're going to slide, and you're going to get sticky again. So, but I do think just out of goodwill from the NCAA, they should give him back his Heisman Trophy and restore all his numbers and records. How's Pete Carroll in the USC Hall of Fame before Reggie Bush? Yeah. Hey, you're making great points. I see it very similarly where I think he should get his Heisman back because I don't think he ever should have lost it in the first place. I just, my whole thing is I don't like the idea of pretending like history didn't happen. I understand that you're trying to, the NCAA is trying to punish wrongdoing. I get that. But you're doing it by trying to rewrite history. That just has never made sense to me. Whether it's the Fab Five Final Fours over there at Michigan, or it's Reggie Bush and his Heisman Trophy, or his records, or anything like that. It happened. So why are we pretending like it didn't? So I think that's silly. But again, also... I would look at this like a if you are let's say you got pulled over for speeding mm-hmm. 10 years ago and you were going 70 miles per hour and at the time the speed limit was 60 if the speed limit now today is 70 you can't say hey I should get my money back like I wasn't even speeding as it turns out it's like <laughs> no man you were a decade ago it's just if you were to do that now you'd be fine but You can't act like what the standards are now were the standards back then. So I don't think you can get that twisted while you should. uh, Maybe your argument is uh, Reggie never should have lost his Heisman to begin with. Exactly. I mean, he was clearly the best player in the nation. What do you have? The 1,700 on the ground, 2018, I believe. Total 18 touchdowns. You're a Notre Dame guy. I know you remember. Oh, my gosh. I I was at that game. I I was at the Bush Push game. You were at the game? Yeah, I was on the (sighs) sideline in the final minutes. But. He ripped my heart out that Reggie Bush. Yeah. Three touchdowns. You guys tried to grow the grass. So Red they tried to slow Red. They showed the TV. I'm like, hold on, why is the grass blowing? The grass yeah. football grass ain't supposed to blow and sway in the wind. They didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't mow the lawn to try to slow down Reggie and it didn't slow. You guys had that game. You guys were up in that I'm game. I'm surprised, you know, what is it, the US Open where they talk about the fescue grass? I'm surprised yeah. they don't just call that Notre Dame Stadium exactly. grass from 05. <laughs> You know, goodness. Yeah, man. Oh, man. What a game. Quick sidebar. Just what a sports day. If you remember, Penn State lost to Michigan on a last second pass from Henning to Manningham in the back of the end zone. That really shook up the rest of that season because Penn State wanted to play USC for the national championship, but they had that one loss. They took the Oklahoma team instead for the national championship game and USC ended up uh, running through them. And uh, and blowing them out though, what just a great college football day that day. I think also that's the night Vince Young brought back Texas at at Oklahoma State. I want to say like down twenty one points or something. I'm sorry, it's just that was just such a great day. But I, I know that's some bad memories for you. All I know, VJ, is I got to, I was doing the Notre Dame pregame show at the time. Okay, I was one of the people on the show. Okay, the radio awesome, side. man, that's good. Yeah, and so we got to go on the field for the final five minutes, and so I'm on the field. And Trevor Laws, he was a defensive lineman, he got a sack. It was third and 20, right? Notre Dame has the game. There's a little screen pass. I think it was to Reggie Bush. Fourth and nine. Okay, get a stop on fourth and nine. Done. 
Dwayne Jarrett. Dwayne Jarrett. Left sideline goes for, I don't even know, 40-some yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, fourth and nine. Everybody remembers Bush Bush. If you get a stop on fourth and nine, it's a wrap. Oh, not only that, if the defensive back turns and looks for the ball, people think that was such a great oh, pass by Matt Liner. I play defensive back. I am super critical. I it, it blows my mind. Even today in the NFL, I watch defensive backs not turn and find the football. It's the most frustrating thing I know. to watch. If the <laughs> defensive back just turns his eyes around, the ball goes right by his face. He never turns and look. He's, he's got his eyes on Dwayne Jarrett. He never turns and finds the football. If he turns and finds the football and just bats it down, game over. Dude, I have to tell you a quick story coming sure. up, just based on what you just said in terms of a cornerback not turning, locating the football. You'll get a laugh out of this one. Also, a hilarious comment left by a former NFL player. It's hysterical. We'll get to that. I'm Brian No, He is VJ Husky. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, I got a, a real quick story for you here, VJ. We were talking about your uh, cornerback glory days for a second, right? Yes. You got to turn, locate the football on those passing plays. Uh, so I... I'm from South Bend, Indiana, as you know. Mm-hmm. Diehard Notre Dame football fan. And I'll never forget, Notre Dame was playing Michigan. Arch rival. One of them, right? USC being the other. Mm-hmm. They're playing Michigan. Notre Dame is just crushing Michigan. They're leading by at least three touchdowns. Just working them. And all of a sudden, the comeback is on. Michigan storms back. And it unfolds. I'm not going to give you the whole play-by-play, but Michigan is 80 yards away with hardly any time left on the clock. And they had a couple of big chunk plays. All of a sudden, it's down to the final seconds. Is this the night game? The night game, Den- yes. Denard Robinson night game, okay. That's right, okay. yep. I got you. And Denard throws a touchdown pass. Yep. And I had a girl over. I'm living in New York at the time. The girl that I'm seeing comes over there, but it's really early, really early in this uh, relationship, right? And Gary Gray, the Notre Dame cornerback, doesn't turn and look for the football. Nope. And they complete the touchdown on him. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? Be cool. Freaking out isn't going to help anything. And I was almost in my head. I'm like, you know what? You did a good job, Brian. This is good. This is a sign of maturity for you. (laughs) And they showed the replay. And they showed Gary Gray not looking. I took my hat off. I went full temper tantrum, VJ. I throw it down. I'm like, look for the ball! And Oh, poor Brian. <laughs> then I look over at her and I'm kind of like, <sighs> sorry about that. Yeah. You know, I just, I get well, invested you know, over here. Yeah, round, round, uh, Roy um, uh, Roundtree, man. Uh, Denard Robinson found him. If you remember, though, the Jeremy Gallon play where Denard is struggling and the corner loses Gallon. And yeah. he hits Gallon up the sideline, and Gallon races. Oh, Matt man. Titeo runs him yes. down. Yep. He's trying to cut a, a long way across the field, runs him down. Cool <sighs> cool return story. I'm at a friend's house. Uh, shout out to my homeboy, Eric, and his wife, Chelsea. They just had their first baby back in Connecticut, uh, working at, uh, over at the Mouse with my wife. We go over to his house to watch the game that night, me being lifelong huge Michigan guy, him being a Notre Dame guy. So there's two Notre Dame fans, and I'm there by myself, the only Michigan fan watching the game. They're talking so much trash oh. to me. They're talking so much trash to me. And all I keep saying is Reese want to get his game away. He wants to give this game away. Why yeah. does he want to give it away, VJ? It makes no sense. I said, he wants to give this. Watch. 
<laughs> and then he had the interception. He had remember the inexplicable fumble where he's just oh, going back to throw man. the ball and he drops the. I said, "Told you he wants to give the game away." Gosh. When we were pulling away from the house, <laughs> my friend Eric is sitting on the front porch, almost in tears. So we're in the driveway and our car's facing the front porch. So when we cut the car on and the lights come on. You can see Eric sitting on the porch. His wife, Chelsea, walks out and sits next to him and puts his arm around him. I tell my wife, I go, look at that right there. That's what Michigan does to people right there. Oh, man. And I, I slowly backed away, and I just let the headlights stay on him for like an extra 15 seconds to let him know. Yeah, buddy, let that hurt. Let that I, hurt. That's way worse than having a freezing cold take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's made that mistake on Twitter before where – I, the Sixers are up by 26 points, and Sixer fans, even the official Philly account is like, what now? Do they look tired? And then they end up losing the game. Yep. That's always rough, but yep. it's way worse uh, if you're talking smack to your friends. Right next to them. And your team just yeah. falls apart. And I went to his worse. house. They grilled. We had food, man. It was they, they said, yeah, I ate. I drank. I, yeah, I ate all your food. Ate all your burgers and hot dogs and all your chips and goldfish and all that stuff, man. And yes, you fed pudding. Me. Yeah, no, no pudding. No, no pudding. No but pudding. Eric eats pudding though. So yeah, 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 yeah Eric yeah. eats pudding. All right. Yeah. How about this, VJ? Let me throw one story out at you. I think this is funny. So it's uh, former Bengals wide receiver Chad Johnson. Ocho. Very generous guy. He left another $1,000 tip. He was at IHOP. His bill was 33 bucks. Mm-hmm. He leaves a $1,000 tip. He's done this numerous times. He did it in Portland, Oregon yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he leaves this great tip, and then he writes at the bottom. He writes, I beat Damian Lillard in one-on-one years ago in the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. And Dame came back and he was like, I met this dude for like five minutes. What's he talking about? So he's just making stuff up. But I think that is hilarious yeah. from Ocho. Well, he's always been a great entertainer. He has the best celebrations of all time. And if you guys aren't watching, I am athlete, oh, must see TV, him, Fred Taylor, Brandon Marshall, Channing yeah. Crowder. It's just good. So Ocho, I, Ocho, man, come on. Ocho, he, he tells stories how he slept at the um, – he, he was so cheap and frugal with his money. Right. He slept at the stadium like his oh, first yeah. Yeah, rookie or second year. And, and Marvin Lewis found out and was like, bro, you got to go buy a house. <laughs> you, can't li- you can't live here. He was eating from the cafe and everything. Yeah, that's Ocho. Oh, it is. Absolutely. They showed him. I think it was on Hard Knocks. Yeah. They showed Ocho literally sleeping at the facility, and he's watching film. He's all into it. It It's crazy. All right, we got a lot more to do. Coming up next, this is a telltale sign of immaturity. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. You know, VJ, I hate to even say this because it seems like such a reactionary sports radio thing, but I just want to throw this out at you. Sure. The Hawks are struggling right now. Yep. And Trey Young with that bone bruise on his right foot, uh, he's struggling too. And so if you look at Trey Young right now, three for 12, he's got seven points. He hasn't made a three. He's 0 for 5. They're also going, has five turnovers. They're going fishing. Because <laughs> I'm, watch, yeah, I'm watching it right now, and he just tried to three, and when he even tried to, when he came down, he tried not to even put pressure on his landing foot that's that's injured, and um, you know, and kudos to the Bucks, man. This is what you're supposed to do. You got a team down, you you know, they don't, they don't care. They're missing their they're missing their two time MVP. So Cam Reddish with another corner three, so it does cut it back to eleven. But it's you know he's got to do that the rest of the game for them to win. I know it, and I hate to throw it out there mm-hmm. because when Trey Young was suiting up this game, I'm like, oh, that's good for the Hawks. But at how it's played out, it's actually been worse for Atlanta. Because think about this. When you don't have your star player, you come out and you're clawing even more. If you think about Atlanta earlier in this series, what was it, game four? When Milwaukee had a chance to go up 3-1 and no Trey Young, and the Hawks came out and they were just scrapping, you know? And this is the game that Giannis got hurt in, but Atlanta had a big lead even before Giannis went down with injury. They still might have won that guy game if Giannis had been healthy the whole game, right? So the point is Atlanta came out and they were a nastier team. I think they were more focused. And a healthy Trey Young would make a world of difference. But this version of Trey Young, I think it's been actually a worse thing that he's playing tonight for Atlanta. Hey, that's super interesting because I guess you can say that, okay, Having them out there, you know, it's going to garner attention, right? You're going to give the crowd some energy, give your players some energy, the franchise as a whole, the city as a whole, some energy. But if you are not your best self out there, the best version of yourself, 
are you hurting your team? And that's something that, you know, I don't think anybody ever thinks about or touch on. The Nets tried it, right? The Nets tried it with James Harden. Just put him mm-hmm. out there because he's still James Harden that you still have to pay attention to him. Maybe a better analogy, Super Bowl between the Broncos and the Packers, where the migraines are hitting Terrell Davis mm-hmm. hardcore. And Mark Shanahan's like, I got to get you in the game. And he's like, I can't see. He goes, it doesn't matter. We're not running the ball. But if you're <laughs> not out there, they're never, they'll never believe we're not going to run if you're not on the field. So it you know it's you know I guess it's I guess it's a double edge a double edged sword you need him so you put him out there but is he hampering your team and I don't yeah. I'm gonna be honest I don't think he's hampering his team I'm watching this game They're, these other guys are just not you know showing up man Herder's not showing up Capella's not showing up there Cam Reddish is trying to maybe pull them together but he's been out and been injured since what February March so he he's just getting back into the flow. And maybe they just, this just isn't their year, and, and the, the injuries have piled up, and their run's coming to an end. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because if you compare Trey Young tonight to Trey Young in Game One, mm-hmm. was that the uh, forty-eight point explosion? Yep, 48. you know, like it's a far cry from that Trey Young, and yeah. that's what's killing them the most. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think. We see this in the NBA all of the time. It's a combination of sometimes the other team takes you for granted. Where Milwaukee, they played with their food in game four. And they might have done it tonight if Trey Young isn't playing again, you know? Mm -hmm. But when it's like, oh, Trey Young's back, I think that focuses Milwaukee that much more. And I think there's this weird ripple effect with if you're the Atlanta Hawks and it's like, man, our stud is down again. We got to come out firing or we're going home. And, and I'm not saying it's night and day, completely different, but, but there is a little bit of edge lost with like, oh, good, we, can, we got our guy back. And I think it's, it's almost like in an unconscious or a subconscious relaxing, just a little bit. I think it makes a difference. Yeah, and but I tell you this, though. If that is your mentality, then you don't deserve to go to the finals because you should right. be ready to play at a top level the best of your abilities within the realm and the confines of what your team has structured for you to do, regardless. I don't care if Aunt Jamama and Uncle Ben show up to have to fill in and play that night. Then you better be Jiffy Cornbread and complete the meal. You better do what you need to do and what you're supposed to do. Anyway, just because he's back should not relax you. So if that's the case, y'all not ready to go to the finals anyway. Yeah, I'm Brian, though. Uh, he is VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio in for the big man Ephraim Salam. Okay, so we touched on this before. Shikari Richardson. I wanted to reset this so we could hear from her. Okay. So she's an Olympic sprinter. She has been disqualified. She tested positive for THC, tested positive for weed. So she's not going to be part of the 100-meter dash. Now, she possibly could be on the 4x100-meter relay team. They would have to select her for that. But she's not going to be running in the individual 100 meters. And um, and so this has got a lot of reaction. This is what Shikari had to say on the Today Show on NBC, taking responsibility. Here's what she said. I want to take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. And I still made that decision. But not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. I like that from her. VJ, where I, I think it's interesting if she's accepting responsibility. I think others arguing 
on her behalf should also, <laughs> right? Like if she knew the rules and she violated the rules and she got busted and now she's serving the punishment, if she's accepting like, yeah, I screwed up, I take responsibility for my actions, I, I think that tells you all you need to know where if Patrick Mahomes comes out and says, this is so trash, man, just let her run. I think that this should be changed going forward, but if this is the policy in place right now, you know the drill, man. If you violate the rules, this is the consequence. Yeah, and I'm neutral on her admitting it or you know accepting responsibility. What was she supposed to do? She she mm-hmm. she's given a reason. She's given it was, uh, you know, some depression. She was dealing with some some trauma from her biological mother passing away. Okay, fine. You don't have a choice but to accept it. You not accepting it's not going to change the rule. It's not going to change the ruling that you can't run the 100 meters in Tokyo at the 2020. It should have been 2020, uh, you know, Summer Olympic Games. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of neutral on that part of it. Like I said, I just wish that she had a better team standing there with her, somebody to help coach her through it. And once again, I, I love psychology and philosophy and watching her body language, her bouncing back and forth, showed that she was super uncomfortable and just really probably nervous about it. And this isn't the end of the world, Shikari Richardson. If you ever hear this, we are you're going to run. You're going to be fine. You're only 21. You're going to be in the Olympics at 25 in the the uh, 2020, what would that be, 2024 game. So you, you'll find those. Are, that's out here in Los Angeles. Doesn't Los Angeles get the Olympics? Or, oh, my God, the Olympics coming out here or something? So it's, you know, she'll, she'll be fine. It's it's the rule. I, I hate yeah. to see these athletes, oh, she should run. No, this is we're sending a bad message. Mm-hmm. Change the rules is what they should be saying. Change Just change the rule. It'll be, uh, Lee just told me it'll be 2028 for LA, okay. but it's getting there, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, she'll, but she'll be there. able to run then. She'll only, yeah, she'll, she'll, be able, be. She, yeah, she'll be able to run then. <laughs> People think about it. Usain Bolt's run, run three Olympics. Flojo yeah. ran three, uh, one Olympics actually, but like Marion Jones ran two Olympics. Gail Devers, Gwen Torrance, uh, Car- Carmelita, Carmelita Lewis was her name. I believe it was Carmelita. She's uh, Jeter. Excuse me. Carmelita Jeter. She ran two Olympics. You could run two to three Olympics if you get in at 21. Yeah, it's yeah, it's absolutely possible. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this. Um, I was thinking about this story with uh, Shikari Richardson, and I- I'm glad that she accepted responsibility. And I-, I think that's it's a sign of immaturity. It's a telltale sign if you don't. And I, I thought back to when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I got pulled over a couple of times, and I got tickets. And as a young kid, I had the wrong mentality. I was immature. And I'm sure that some other people are similar where if I got pulled over for speeding, I, I was mad. Like, you didn't have to give me a ticket, right? I was barely speeding, like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I ran a red true. light. You didn't yeah. have to give me a ticket, yeah. you know? And as I got older, yeah. I'm like, no, it's on me. Mm. It's not on the cop. It's He was within his right to punish me. Mm. I set myself up. By speeding or not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light or whatever I did wrong. And it takes a little while to see it that way. And I think there are there are a lot of younger people that see it as like, you don't have to actually punish me. And that's messed up that you would. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you never leave it in the hands of the judges, right? And that's what happened here where Shikari, unfortunately, left it in the hands of the judges. So this is on her. Uh, well, maybe I'm not as mature as you are, man, because if I get pulled over tonight, I'm going to say no warning. 
I'm going to ask the cop, like, no, right. no warning? Like, I mean, okay, I understand, officer. I'm going to be polite. I'm going to, okay, officer, sir, your highness, your majesty, whatever I got to say. But I'm going to follow it up with, no, I don't, you know, I don't get a warning. Look at my driving record, sir. I'm my flawless. I've never had a ticket before in my life. Like, this is going to make my insurance go through the roof. No warning. So maybe, you know, I'm still immature. I still tie my gummy worms in a knot before I eat them, man. So I'm still, <laughs> I still, right. I still, I still lay on the, on the floor and watch Mickey Mouse Playhouse Clubhouse with my son. So I'm still a little immature. I guess. But no no pudding. Yeah. That's where you draw the but line. No, Every- pu- no, especially vanilla. Are you kidding me? That's stuff. <sighs> Guys, grown men, don't eat no pudding, man. <laughs> I want to see none of y'all eating no pudding, especially butterscotch. This is very good, though, because apparently you're catching some heat for this crazy stance of yours being anti-pudding. Yes, yes. I'm getting text messages from friends like my homeboy. Uh, shout out to my man Eric from the Vegas Sports uh, Talk Club out there in Vegas. A good friend of mine that I do sports talk with tells me, texts me, I feel you on cottage cheese, but come on, man, pudding. It's not that bad. If you have to say something's not that bad, then it's bad. That's equivalent to saying, hey, hey LeBron, listen, not to be offensive. That means I'm about to say something offensive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to be like, oh, come on, man. Fried liver fried liver nuggets isn't that bad. Yes, it is. It's liver nuggets. Get out of here, dude. Now, our trusted producer, Lee Robert DeLapp Fourth, My man. I don't know if he's going to continue to be your man. That's my guy, man. I love he, Lee. He came out and he told me he was like, anti-pudding? <laughs> <laughs> right? Specifically the snack packs. The, 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 the chocolate snack packs. Those are delicious. You trade, you could trade a lunch for a snack pack. <laughs> what is? What are you, in county jail? <laughs> Trading snacks? Like, you, so you buy, like, the six-pack that you have to bend up. Oh, and yeah. That, oh, God, no! No! I, you no! Know, I, I don't go out and buy them, but if somebody hands them to me, they're, they're a friend for life. Are you kidding? That's great. I know what to get you for Christmas as a stocking stuffer. <laughs> I love the value packs, man. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I no, I when I look at pudding, I think of some kid in like daycare with dirty fingernails, and he's got old pudding in the corner of his mouth because he put too much on a spoon, and you know nobody wiped it off. So when you come to pick him, his parent comes <laughs> in, and his kid and the parent picks him up and go, "Oh, looks like you had fun today." No, your kid is nasty. Wipe him off. That's pudding. You, you know what? Well, you, got a, you got a bad memory yeah. of pudding here <laughs> that you have to get over, VJ. It's yeah. have you ever done this where maybe you dated a girl and it went south. It just went badly. <laughs> And the next girl that has the same name, you're kind of like, eh. yes. but it has nothing to do with the new girl at all. Like that's on you, right? The butterscotch memory you have, that's mm-hmm. something you got to get over yep. and then accept the luscious goodness of some butterscotch pudding. Oh God, but first of all, butterscotch is the worst thing on the planet, whether it's <laughs> butterscotch that people put on our ice cream or the candy that your grandmother used to give you in church. Oh, so oh yeah, good. at the bottom. Oh, so good. And you oh, said, yeah, uh, you took a deep breath before that too. Did you close your eyes and tilt oh, your head was, back a little bit too? I, I, you know, I'm surprised I didn't, but I, <laughs> and, and butterscotch on like like some caramel or like butterscotch kind of flavor on top of ice cream, oh, tremendous, no, great. No, no, oh, no. I do have I do have butterscotch trauma. I will tell you that I don't like anything <laughs> butterscotch. I don't even like saying butterscotch or anything that's close. <laughs> like I won't even eat butternut squash because it's just too close <laughs> right. to butterscotch. And it was them candies that my grandmother used to make us eat to Man. keep us quiet in church and they were just oh it stayed on your tongue all afternoon after the candy was gone i used to try yeah, to that, scrape that, it off that's one of the good 
aspects of it, no. you know? Yeah, okay. I never had a aftertaste from butterscotch. Like as much as I love Taco Bell, that Taco Bell aftertaste, it's like, mm, that's it's not the greatest. It's the opposite of butterscotch. Butterscotch thumbs up on that aftertaste in my book, but My hey. wife is listening. She's going to clown me for this cuz she hates it. I am still to this day a Taco Bell fan. I, I will yeah, still there we eat go. taco. I will, dude. I don't care. I will More common ground. Yes, I don't I won't eat everything on the menu. There's about 3 things, but you give me a, a steak soft taco, I'll eat 4 of right now. <laughs> I'll eat 4 of them with fire sauce right now if you hand them to me. Uh, that sounds tremendous, yes. really. All right. Coming up next, is it too late to apologize? We'll explain. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No, he's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. For hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navian. Navian tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spotlight comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com and save hundreds with local rebates. Tanklessmadesimple.com. How about this? I'm just looking at uh who's done what? In this Bucks Hawks game, VJ, mm-hmm. it's a bad sign for the Hawks. How about this? So Trey Young, with that injury, the bone bruise, right foot. So he's got seven points, three for twelve from the field, mm-hmm. 
oh for five from three point range. If you look at backup point guard and former Hawk Jeff Teague, what he's doing for the Bucks tonight? Eleven points, <laughs> three for four shooting, hasn't missed a three. Three for three. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's hurt right now, man. I, mean, Trey, I know. Trey's I know. Giving it all. He's giving it. Listen, it's an elimination game. He had to play. He uh, yeah. And you, I give you, him credit for yeah, gutting it out. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's been a, it's been a little run and. You regroup. I tell you. I tell you this though, and I, I I put this out on my show the other day. The one thing that I saw in this series that the Hawks definitely need to do and attack this offseason is they need a veteran, or they need a very steady and good backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Lemon Pepper Luda, he's not a point. He's a scoring guy. He's gonna come in and just go get his buckets. You need somebody that can come in, steady the offense. Um, they and, and it's funny because they had it with Rondo, right? You had to, you thought you had that with Rondo. You bring Rondo in as a free agent, and then he gets shipped out to the Clippers for the for the Lou Williams trade. So that's that's a glaring need. The Atlanta Hawks need to adjust. I would like more rebounding, another big man if they can, because they're getting killed on the glass in this series, especially offensive rebound. But they need somebody that's going to come in and be able to back up Trey. It's I, I hate doing this. Because Atlanta's had such a good season. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in them going forward. You know, they're, they're sort of like the a lesser version of the Utah Jazz. Uh, because okay. I, I've i been saying that the Jazz are fool's gold. And they proved me right against the Clippers when Kawhi missed games five and six, where they were a try-hard regular season team. But if you look at Atlanta, the comparison I would make, and maybe people see it differently, but where I'm at with the Jazz and the Hawks, I have to see it to believe it for either team, right? Yeah. I need to see it to believe it that the Jazz, they're actually winning a title, hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was late to the party, but hey, give them credit. They got there. I don't have faith, and I feel the same way with Atlanta. I don't know that they're going to be in the top four next season when you look at the competition in the East. Are we looking at maybe a, a Miami Heat type turnaround for Atlanta next year where Miami goes from the finals to one and done. I, it wouldn't shock me going forward with Atlanta. Well, you just took the words wide out of my mouth. You say that they kind of remind you of uh, the Utah Jazz. I would say, okay, well, I may have got a better one. I think they kind of remind me of the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. even though I do think that they have a younger team. And I think Trey Young is more suited for this city, more suited for this team more suited for, you know, just everything that's going on in Atlanta. Remember, there's been rumblings that Jimmy Butler is bumping heads with coaching staff and trainers and stuff in Miami. It's not all, it's not all, you know, snap pack and pudding in, in South Beach. You know, it's not all it's not all roses down there, man. So there's some things going on down there also too. So um yeah, I I think they're a top five team in the East, but you're right. You talk about the Nets. If the Nets listen, if the Nets yeah. are healthy, we're uh, we're not talking about any no. of this stuff. It's nope. a mute point. The finals would have already started because they would have been through the East. They'd have been through this series. The series would have been done. So, and then you think about the Knickerbockers. Well, how good will they be next year? Can Julius Randle bounce back from his bad playoffs? Uh, and you know, Tom Thibodeau can count. He can coach the round ball, so that's not a problem. So you know, you got your coach there. Uh, Philadelphia. What's going to happen with? Um, you know, what's going to happen with Embiid? What's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Is he going to put the celebrity life aside just for one summer, get his butt in a hot gym somewhere back down south, back home in Louisiana, and shoot five hundred jimmies a day? So there's yeah. a lot of questions, though. 
I mean, Ben yeah. Simmons can still be moved. They tried to trade him for Malcolm uh, for Malcolm Brogdon. They tried to trade him. Right. So, and you're going to have the Bucks right back there, too, as well. So Yeah. So I, That's a lot of competition fourth, fourth, for the or, Fourth or fifth seed. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would say, like, bottom half. Um, but still, great season. And shout out to Nate McMillan. You talk about taking over for Lloyd Pierce. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Pierce was 14-20. and 20. The Hawks fired him. The team wanted him gone. And uh, that, that a lot of people were outspoken about that, right? Rick Carlisle, Greg Popovich, they were upset about Lloyd Pierce getting fired. But then Nate McMillan comes in as the interim head coach, goes 27-11, and 11, won 71% of the games after taking over, and they make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So Nate McMillan did a heck of a job. They need to remove interim immediately. Should have been. With that guy. Yeah. Should have been. How is he still the interim? It should have been. And it, to me, it's actually a sign of disrespect that he has not been given this job already. And maybe he doesn't get the job. There's no guarantee that Nate McMillan comes back as the head coach next year because mm-hmm. they haven't given. I would just ask this question then. How does he not have the head coaching job already then? He's I got him know. in the Eastern Conference Finals. I Yeah. I, I don't know how. Well, you go 27 and 11. That's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> just getting into the playoffs. Game seven in Philly. Get a yep. dub. Totally. And that's oh, he's coaching. Done a great job. Yeah, that's yeah. coaching. It wasn't all listen, let's let's keep it real. Game seven in Philly, Trey Young was shut down by Ben Simmons. He just hit some timely shots. But yeah. Nate McMillan's coaching and the buttons he pushed, he outcoached Doc Rivers in that game seven and won that game. He should have had that contract within the next 48 hours. Okay, you know what? He's our guy going forward. Let's set this up now and let's just go forward with it. Instead, oh, let's, it feels like it's, well, let's see how far we go. That's what it feels like. Yeah. By the way, I mentioned this. Is it too late to apologize? How about Pat Bev? Huh? Did you see this? Pat Beverly. <laughs> he got a one-game suspension without pay for the forceful shove, the two-handed shove of Chris Paul in the Western Conference Finals. And he went to Twitter and tweeted at Chris Paul and just wrote, emotions got the best of me uh, last night, gang. And he said, my bad, wasn't meant for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it wasn't meant for you. How can you accidentally shove someone, you know? But I, I don't know. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's too late to apologize, but for an antagonist like Pat Bev, who has made a career partially out of getting under other players' skin. You can't be that guy who allows Chris Paul to get under your skin, right? Like, you can't have that, man. Well, here's my thing with Pat Bev. A few things. Pat Bev from from Southside Shottown, okay? Pat Pat had to scrap for everything. And because he is the player, uh, Van Gundy said something very, very keen. Uh, on the broadcast the other night, if he wasn't the if he wasn't the antagonist and the borderline pusher that he was, he wouldn't be in the league because he doesn't have the actual talent. Just overall talent, you look at that, put that guy on my team because he does all those little things. Is why he's in the league now. Chris Paul, I have this, I have this whole thing about Chris Paul that I go through with so many people. Chris Paul is an antagonist himself. Chris Paul does a lot of borderline dirty things and games and has his entire career all the way back to high school. The tapes out there at Wake Forest in college and in the league. Let's not forget that he led, I guess, a a small little revolt through the unknown back door of the Clippers locker room with the Rockets players (laughs) that, like, come on, man. That that says a lot about The underground passageway. It's like, what? We didn't know this existed over here. Yeah, and and then throw your hands up like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I don't like convenient stupidity, right? So, my, my, my thing with Chris Paul is he he said enough during that game. 
Pat Beverly can apologize. Like, what do we, once again, what do we tell the children? If you make a mistake, you say you're sorry and we move on. Why are we making it different? Because we don't like Pat Beverly. That's why it's, oh, he needs, I saw somebody post, he should be suspended for five games. I laughed, dude. I was like, five games for a push? (laughs) No, no, not for that. All right. But I I look at it real fast. I'll say this is, um, I, I get it, right? Like, Pat Bev, that's partly what makes him go. He plays with an edge. But there is a line. And for Pat Bev to apologize, I always say this, you don't have to apologize for doing something right. You know, like he knows he screwed up. And even though he plays on the edge, he's never done that before, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's unacceptable. He knows that. And all Chris Paul did was give him a glance like, yeah, take that with you. And it got under his skin and he overreacted. But uh you know, whatever. It's a one-game suspension going forward for Pat Bev. Should he even? I mean, come on, man. One, I'm fine, man. Hit him in the wallet. You know what I'm saying? Don't take mm-hmm. a game check from him because you spend him. You take a game check. Hit him in the wallet for about 10, 15K. Make, give it to a charity or something. It was wrong, but Chris Paul knew what he was doing. He jumped. First of all, he flopped. <laughs> he didn't get pushed that damn hard. He flopped like he always does and flung his arms and flew and fell forward and rolled. And as soon as he got up, pumped both fists in the air, big smile on his face. It didn't bother Chris Paul, but you know, we, people apologize through social media, so he came out the next day. Like I said, you know what, bro, my bad. Wasn't meant for you. Whatever, whatever, you know, let's move on. You know someone else who plays on the edge without going over the line? That would be a friend of America, Steve DeSager. <laughs> he's got that edge and that fire, but he st- stays within the rules, and he's got an update for us. Let's update Milwaukee, which is leading fourth quarter of its game six of the NBA East Finals at Atlanta because Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Bucks is out again with his knee injury. Bobby Portis until a moment ago was one of six shooting, and P.J. Tucker one for nine. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday a combined 11 turnovers. And Milwaukee was up by almost 20 points in the second half. The lead is now 102-91 at Atlanta with just over six minutes to play. Chris Middleton did in the third quarter score 23 points. He's up to 28 on the night. Drew Holiday has 23 in the game. Now, Trey Young, Hawkstar guard, did return tonight, missed the last couple of games with the foot injury. He's 3 of 13 shooting, 0 of 5 from long distance. Young, 9 points, 8 assists, five turnovers nice little run the last four or five minutes the Hawks are not quite out of it yet facing elimination down three games to two Milwaukee is leading the game just over six minutes left 102 to 91 the NHL Stanley Cup game four is Monday night Kyle Busch won NASCAR's Xfinity race Euro soccer quarterfinal wins for England and Denmark on FS1 at South South America's Copa America Argentina's quarterfinal and they're up one nothing still about the 70th minute against Ecuador. They'll face Colombia next, which won on penalty kicks. To Major League Baseball, they're back from a rain delay in D.C. The Dodgers tied 3-3 with the Washington Nationals in the top of the sixth inning. Clayton Kershaw was the starter. He went the first four innings. He has not come back since the long rain delay. As for the Angels, already up 2-0 against the Orioles in the second inning. Red Sox are tied in the 10th, 4-4 at Oakland. Bottom of the ninth, Houston a 3-2 leader at Cleveland. And it's the Cardinals scoreless at Colorado in the top of the fifth inning. An item from the Cardinals beat writer Derek Gould that there was a hit batter from the Cardinals staff tonight. So that's a league-leading 58 batters hit already this season. We're only halfway through the season. They are, as he put it, one hit by pitch away from allowing in feet 
more than 5,280 free feet to hit batters opponents this year. In other words, that would be about a mile of hit batters, and they are in the Mile High City this weekend. Cardinals, as we mentioned earlier in the show, with a win tonight, would be at the coveted 500 mark at 42 and 42. Scoreless in the fifth at Colorado. Back to you. You are really watching that score closely there, Steve just said. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely paying close attention. You know, as we mentioned, the rest of the division, there's nothing to watch. I mean, the Cubs are on an eight-game losing streak after losing today. Do you know, before that streak started, the Cubs were tied for first. They're now eight games back because yeah. the Brewers are on an 11-game winning streak, winning again today. I'm curious, building off of that, Steve, and thank you for another hard-hitting, award-winning update there. <laughs> I, I hate the Cubs, VJ. I always Do have. you? Yeah, growing up in South Bend, it's crawling with Cub fans. They were always obnoxious. This is going to be our year. And my dad and I would roll our eyes and be like, you guys are going to win 62 games. Shut <laughs> <up>. you <know? laughs> Who do you hate the most? What team do you dislike the most? Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State, Duke basketball. Um... Boston Celtics, yeah, I can't stand. I don't even call them. I can't even say what I call Ohio on air. <laughs> but they're not. But but they're not the Buckeyes. So you know, take a oh, while, I, guess. I yeah. know exactly yeah, where you're take going. Take a while, guess and fill it in. Yeah, uh, I don't even. I think Jalen Rose might have said that on the At, Fab yes, Five. He sure did. He doc. sure yeah. did. Yeah, um, I don't even spell Duke when you when you're talking. Kendall Marshall is my nephew. He's my oldest brother's son. So when uh, you know, I come from a Tar Heel family. I've been a Tar Heel fan all my life, and then my nephew played point guard there with uh, Henson and Harrison Barnes and Zeller, and that and that team that should have went to the national championship game against Kentucky and AD and those guys. But um, yeah, we don't even spell Duke properly. We don't capitalize it. We spell it D O O K. So we won't even properly <laughs> spell Duke. And it's not Cameron Indoor. It's Shamron Indoor because it's a sham. <laughs> It's a sham what they've done in that building and the way they, you know, get the calls there and won so many games. And oh, I got a whole spiel about Duke basketball and Coach K. Nothing disrespectful, just my sports opinion. I, I think he's a severely overrated college basketball coach. That's all. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Coach K, severely, severely. overrated? Severely. Wow. Severely overrated. Severely overrated. When you can, circum- when you can circumvent the game, and you can kind of manipulate the game. That's why I'm not a LeBron James fan. I'm not a LeBron James fan simply because you have you have manipulated the competitive edge of the game. And I don't like that. And I don't have to like that. That make me a hater. That make me uh, whatever the internet wants to call people nowadays. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you want to try to manipulate and get all the players here or get them to sign with your agency and then get them over to yours. I don't like the Come on. that's To me, that's like kind of sideways cheating. And I don't like and I don't like cheating in, in, in any form. So, yeah, another story for another show. But I think Coach K is a severely I know he has the numbers and all the I get all of that. But you got to dig deeper. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do scuba. I call it scuba <laughs> diving. I call it scuba diving sports talk, man. A lot of people snorkel. They just snorkel. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, oh, just yeah, I like that. Yeah, you yeah. just dip your head down and you can see some fish down there. Uh-huh. When I was in uh the Bahamas with my wife, they loved I left the tour left me. I thought I was gonna get left because I took my snorkel off and I dove like 35, That's 40 right. feet down into the water. I wanted to see down there. You want to feel the pressure yes. in your ears. Yes. You know, yes. when we're doing topics over here. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick follow-up. Sure. Based on what you said about Coach K, and I get it, you're talking about recruiting, stacking the deck, if you will, yep. whatever. What do you think about Nick Saban based on that and what he's done at Alabama? For, that same kind of thing, but Nick Saban can flat-out coach because his guys go to the NFL and thrive. 
His guys go to the next level. Duke didn't. Coach K had a system that kind of worked for college, draw a lot of charges, shoot the three, kind of manipulate the refs and intimidate the refs. Remember, he was investigated twice by the NCAA. There were refs that were saying they didn't they didn't even never want to go back there and referee a game there because they didn't feel like they can do their job. You don't find that with Nick Saban. Nick Saban goes off on his own players. And his guys go to the league and they thrive. Like his safeties are all stars in the NFL. His defensive backs, Alabama's becoming receiver you. They put a receiver in, in the first top ten the last, you know, three, four years and five out of the last seven, eight years. Like, Nick Saban can flat out coach, but I think he's more built for college because you can control things more. You can manipulate the media. Okay, you don't like that question. That guy doesn't get in next week. You can't do that in the NFL, and that's why he failed in Miami. All right, VJ, we got some ground to cover here, my friend. Sure. I've got on the docket um, cryptocurrency. Okay. Why in the world would I be bringing that up? I'll, I'll let you know. There's a strange quote. And also, which would be more interesting for a very popular TV show? So we'll hit on all of that before we get on out of here. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's VJ Husky here on Fox Sports Radio. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on FSR. I saw this here, VJ, where the Blazers, they announced a deal with Storm X. That is the first cryptocurrency jersey patch that will be a partnership in the NBA. How about that? A little cryptocurrency. We're watching uh, the Bucks-Hawks right now. Bucks sponsored by Motorola. You'll see some cryptocurrency with the Blazers next year. How about, yeah. Do you? I don't understand it. Do you understand crypto? I know I don't. I'm trying to learn it because as I get older and I'm, I'm settling into you know you know middle age, I want to learn in uh, you know investment and finances so I can build some retirement money up or make sure I have enough to leave for the kids and stuff. But uh, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and all that stuff is just you know I'm, I'm old school man. Where's the cash? Where's the green? You know, show yeah. me where that is, and we'll go from there. So. I wonder which is the tougher explanation. It's either like, how does crypto work Mm -hmm. or how does the point spread work? Because I know the point spread, but I have yet to come up with an explanation where someone who's just completely foreign to it, they're like, oh, I get it, right? You have to explain it three, four times. But why is a team behind? Why are they minus three? It's just, it's hard. It's hard to explain. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I'll, I'll explain it to my wife. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, babe, if I put 100 on the game, I'll, you know, it's a, it's a plus. The money line, the, the money line is plus 250. So if I put 100 up, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, like, I don't know what any, what is plus? So they have to win by plus 250 points? No, honey. No, that's yeah, not, yeah. that's not how it goes okay let me just make the bet and you know, i'll let you know whether we won or not i know it man i would <laughs> like to know the uh one or two line best explanation for both crypto and the point uh, spread where most people would be like oh i get it I, I would love to know what that is yeah i don't i don't know if i believe in it man like so you know the system does things like the whole robin hood thing that happened right and then GameStop mm-hmm. and amc like there's always these backdoor and back. I don't know if I trust the stock market. Are they are they really being honest with us, the little people, you know, the the workers that make this planet, make this country go? Are they really being honest with us? So I don't know if I trust that stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. I hear you on that. Now uh, we'll go rapid fire here. A couple others. Okay. You see this comment from Dan Campbell, the new Lions head coach, <laughs> where he caught headlines again. <laughs> he said. I told the players, honestly, day one, I said, look, I'm not carrying your toilet paper around. I'm not going to wipe your butt. You're going to wipe your own butt. 
there he is, your guy. Uh, well, not necessarily your guy, but our, our, guy, our guy, Dan our guy, Campbell. Yeah, yeah. yeah our, guy, our yeah. guy. Of course, this was uh, the other one. We're going to bite a kneecap off. Right, uh, like biting <laughs> kneecaps. And, oh, and, man. Uh, I mean, he's old school. Yeah, I mean, he's old school, so he's going to come up with little quirky sayings and his motivational type things. It doesn't bother me. I just – yeah, but I get what he's saying. I'm not going to wipe your – but you know what, though? It's very telling of what he sees the league is today. Yeah. It's very telling of what he sees these players are. Some of these players want you to wipe their nose for them. They want you mm-hmm. to wipe their behind for them. And it's like, dude, remember remember uh, uh, Mike Singletary's rant when he made Vernon oh, yeah. Davis go to the locker room? I want winners. I would yep. much rather play with 10 guys that I know that's here than play with 10 and then have an extra one that's about himself. You know what's funny is uh, old school is sort of like the anti-Vegas Meaning this, where if you look at Vegas, we were just talking about point spreads. Mm -hmm. We just look at when Vegas is accurate. We rarely look at when they're inaccurate, you know? True. And I think that old school, we typically dwell on, oh, Tony La Russa, he's out of touch. He doesn't know what's going on here. But the times where you mentioned it with Mike Singletary, that was a turning point in Vernon Davis's career. The old school approach of get out of here yep. if you're not going to do what is required. Sometimes the old school approach is the best approach, but we tend to, it's kind of like the offensive lineman of approaches. We only look at when you have a holding penalty or allow a sack. We don't look at when you have a great game and are plowing, you know, paths for running success or mm-hmm. buying time for the quarterback, right? Like, yeah. that's where we are with the old school approach, unfortunately. Well, look at a guy like Joe Thomas. I'll stick with the offensive line reference. 10, 11 years, never missed the game, made all pro, pro balls, just never gave yeah. up sacks, always blocking. And he's more known now for being an entertaining guy on NFL Network for the draft than yeah. he was being a show up every day, head down, mouth shut, do your job, earn your millions, and do everything for your brothers that you're out on the field with every single Sunday, Monday night, or Thursday night. Yeah, definitely. And the deal with Dan Campbell, I don't hate his approach. I think that, uh, listen, he said a couple of things that have okay. <laughs> caught headlines and gotten attention with biting kneecaps. I think that was completely overblown, but whatever. The bottom line is it doesn't matter what you say as long as you have success. If he stinks it up, if he has a record like Matt Patricia, 13-29-1, we're going to clown him for saying biting kneecaps. But if he's plus 500 in Detroit, he can talk about biting kneecaps all he wants. And we're going to say, oh, man, that approach, that that centered the Lions. You know, yeah. we'll fill in the spaces from there. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the only thing that can center them is uh, Panay Sewell. That is a man child right yes. there. Uh, the word at an OTA from a veteran there said he acts like a grown man now and acts like he runs the team now. And that's a great compliment for a rookie. But it is Detroit. And that's why, yeah. you know, when you take the Detroit job or the Bengals job, like the Kansas City Royal job or the Jacksonville job, I mean, when you just take some of these jobs, it just—it doesn't matter what you bring in, what you have. Just the team itself—it's it, just—we've never seen Detroit win ever. Yeah, so know. why is Dan Campbell going to be that guy? Yeah, true. It's, it's probably not. <laughs> At least the odds are against it. Yeah. How about the Bucks about to move on? Hawks gave it a good run. PJ Tucker just drained a three. They're up by ten with a minute to go. But yeah. the Hawks—they uh, went on a run, just a little too little, too late. Unfortunately, Trey Young looked a little bit more like himself, a little bit more toward the end of the game, but you could tell it was hard for him to to get into the flow. 
I mean, maybe, maybe it's a decent comparison. Remember when Chris Paul came back from COVID and it took him a couple of games mm-hmm. to get his bearings and clearly Trey Young isn't 100%, so mm-hmm. he didn't get off to a great start and they're going home. Well, it's an empty taste and, and it, I'm, I'm kind of left with an empty taste in my mouth with all of the the playoffs as a whole because I don't want to blame the injuries and I don't even want to talk yeah. about them, but when you do look at, you know, stepping on people's foot and twisting ankles and all the players that have just been out, you know, it just kind of leaves a little bit of an empty feeling, man. Like I said, we're going to get we're going to get the Suns and the Bucks and I don't think anybody had that, you know, going into oh. the uh playoffs, so. Yeah. I think someone's lying right to your face if they were like, oh, yeah, I had Suns Bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> with, yeah, with, the, with Brooklyn and people thought, they've, hey, oh, the Lakers are healthy. The Lakers are going to make it. If they, all they got to do is be healthy. You know, no, I didn't see anybody pick the Suns and the Bucks. And is Giannis even going to play? Do I even want to watch the finals know. if Giannis doesn't play? <sighs> Man, I hope he's out there. Right. I really do. Mm-hmm. How about this? Uh, before we go, I'm in a very good mood here today, VJ, because I, I caught my first bass yesterday. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, first ever. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Largemouth bass. Are you into fishing at all? Uh, when I was a kid, I was, but I've not fished since I'm, my entire adult life. I haven't fished since <laughs> maybe I was about 12 or 13. It's not my thing. I like to go out on the boat and drink, drink and watch everybody else fish. There you go. That works. Well, yeah. hey, man, it was good hanging with you today. It was great. VJ. Thank you for having me, man. You're awesome. Well, you too, man. Absolutely. We'll do it again sometime. Everybody have a good evening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.